Dionisio at the plate. He's over two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. This is episode number 158, and we have our first game recap episode of the 2022 season, where we saw the Milwaukee Brewers take on the Chicago Cubs in game two of the season for both teams. Uh, we'll be talking about that in just a few moments. But first, we have our 158 guy. So, Jack, who do you got? I have Chris Carter. I knew, nice, Chris Carter. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, I thought you might take him. Yeah, uh, it, it's a little surprising that he only hit 158 home runs in his career, but he wasn't around for that mm-hmm. long. Uh, he debuted in 2010, and he was done by 2017. His best year was actually with the Brewers. Uh, it was his age 29 season in 2016. He played in 160 games for the Brewers. He had 41 <laughs> home runs. Uh, but he only hit 222 and he struck out 206 times. Those 41 home runs led the National League, uh, and yet he just the guy couldn't get signed anywhere. The Brewers let him walk. They had no use for him, even though they didn't have anybody else at first base really to play there. Uh, and then the Yankees signed him for about a half season, and then you know he was gone. Uh, from there, he had to shave his beard too, which was weird. He was a guy who always had a beard, and with the yep. Yankees, he was clean shaven. And then he played one more year at AAA ball with it looks like the LA Angels farm system. Uh, and then he was finished. He was finished at age 31. A uh, guy who hit 41 home runs less than two years beforehand. He couldn't get signed by anybody. Yeah, it's weird. Um, that average just uh, was like, let's see, his career high average was. 239 and that was only mm-hmm. in like a yeah half of a less than half of a season so um his 162 game average is oh yeah his career average was 217 yeah so it's like that's that's rough it's it's really feast or famine there um but uh yeah i thought i thought i mean jesus yeah you lead the league in homers and you'd think that you'd get at least a couple more years but uh it was a pretty quick fall for him yeah, and I would have been okay if the Brewers would have re-signed him. I don't know what their plans were for uh, 2017. Let me just take a look here. Who was Mark Reynolds was their first baseman in 17? Let me see. Eric Thames. Are you fucking kidding me? They signed. Uh, that's right. He was on the team in 2017. Yeah. They signed Eric Thames, and just, yeah, they could have just had Chris Carter. Same level of production. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole, but that's that's what they did. did. Jack, did we just talk about Chris Carter a couple weeks ago on the episode, or was that off? Yeah, off yeah I want to. We, we've talked about him. You know, not. Uh, in the in the two two like distant past, he came up. I don't I don't remember why. Yeah, I don't was it. I don't know if it was worst of fame or around that time or something. But uh-huh. yeah, uh, yeah, it's a it's an odd one. Um, uh, also, Chris Carter's. I have to. I hate to say he's he's at least the third most famous Chris Carter. Um, I just I when I was googling him after you. Uh, uh, said that that was your guy. I f- first came across the uh, the creator of the X Files, Chris Carter. Sure. Um, and then Chris Carter, the uh, wide receiver, I believe, for the Minnesota Vikings. So mm-hmm. uh, I had to just go back and just do Chris Carter baseball in my Google search. So uh, that that doesn't help uh, his 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 legacy much either. No, and the guy's only thirty five. He just turned thirty five. That's crazy. You know, I'm I'm a year older than him. He could still be playing. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, crazy. I don't know. Like. Um, 
I, I wonder if he like thought for a second, like with the DH coming back to the national or coming to the national <laughs> league, if he thought like, Hey, uh, you know, looks like he played in Mexico in 2021. So, uh, okay. I don't know. He don't, he actually hit 242, which is a, a vast improvement from his career average. So I don't know. Maybe uh, he's uh, someone get him like some GM's phone number so he can like uh, cold call, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was drafted originally by the White Sox in 2005 in the 15th round. Did not know that. Yeah, um, was traded by the White Sox in 07 for Carlos Quinton to the Diamondbacks. Oh, really? That's interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know that they made that trade. I didn't realize that Chris Carter was in that. That's interesting. Yeah, so that's that's Chris Carter. Nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, I thought uh, I, I was impressed by that one year. And uh, actually, uh, um, I feel like I feel like Ben comes up on every podcast, which is fine because he's He's pretty interactive with us on, on Twitter, but, uh, uh, Ben, uh, me and Ben are in the same fantasy baseball league. Um, and he won his, uh, he won like a, a fantasy championship because of Chris Carter, because Chris Carter, that year that he hit those homers, he did most of it in the second half, if I remember correctly. And, um, he went on a crazy tear in the second half and he helped lead his team to the, the fantasy championship. And I, I've been kind of salty about that for, for all those years. So. We got to get we got to get Ben back on this podcast sometime. Yeah, we got to get him to a game. I know he's. Uh, it might oh, that'd be, be fun. That'd yeah, be fun. Uh, I think that would be cool. Um, but uh, all right, so uh, my guy Jack is. Um, I went. Uh, I so we should say that uh, all like it's crazy, like or uncanny, like all the 158 Homer guys pretty much are active, um, other yeah. than uh, uh, Chris Carter and I think Buster Posey just retired. Everyone else like Hayward, Lindor, Gallo. Um, uh, some other guys like uh, they're all active players, so um, stayed away from those guys. I really was kind of bouncing around to look for like the perfect 158 guy. I ended up going Jack all the way down to holds, so I went to um, wow. 158 holds for their career, and uh, I like the hold st- statistic. Uh, it's kind of a weird one, um, and it's like it's one of those ones where you can get one and still give like be ineffective, uh, which is kind of funny, but. Um, mm-hmm. I went with uh, with coming in at 158 career holds. I went with Mike Remlinger. Oh sure, the uh, uh, he, another 2003 guy, right? Yeah, he was on the 2003 Cubs. Yep. Um, God, he was 37 years old at that point. Um, he pitched for 14 years and he debuted at age 25, uh, and wow. then he missed three years. I'm not sure exactly what happened there. Uh, so yeah, he pitched at 25 years old, 1991, and then came back in '94 at age 28, and then pitched till he was 40. Um, retired after the 20 the 2006 season with the Braves. It's crazy that he was playing all the way till 2006, but um, but yeah. So whatever, he was a good uh, setup guy for the Cubs um, for a while, um, and good with the uh, the the Braves before that as well. He also played with the Reds the Mets, the Giants, and the Red Sox. Um, but I brought him up, Jack, because I, I probably don't know this story. Um, but uh, from May 26, 2005, Chicago Tribune, written by Paul Sullivan, an uh, article titled Beware of the Chairs. Uh, when the Cubs upgraded their clubhouse decor before the start of the 2004 season, they added a few lounge chairs and soon informed the media they could no longer walk past the recliners to talk to any players. That's a Dusty Baker uh, clubhouse for you. Um, The imaginary line that separated the players 
uh, from the media was nicknamed the Remlinger line by some for Cubs left-hander Mike Remlinger, who allegedly started the ban. In a bizarre twist of fate, Remlinger said Wednesday he suffered a broken little finger on his left hand from accidentally getting the tip of his finger caught between two chairs. Remlinger was placed on the 15-day disabled list retroactive to May 21st. Uh, Remlinger said he was sitting on one of the recliners Sunday when the freak accident occurred. The handles on them are wood, Remlinger explained. I kind of turned quickly and didn't know the other chair was right there. Uh, the thir- then they <laughs> then Sullivan bashes the thirty uh, the the Remlinger saying he's uh, seldom been completely healthy um, since he signed with the Cubs um, and uh, yeah the timing of the freak injury couldn't have been better for manager Dusty Baker who needed to trim a, a pitcher to get down to a twelve man staff so the Cubs could call up second baseman Todd Walker from Triple A Iowa I don't know what he was doing in Triple A um, I knew. I, I knew he did it, Baker said. Uh, I said I, I said Monday, we had a couple guys injured, and we just uh, see who's injured the most. <laughs> he said. Uh, <laughs> he didn't tell me. I heard about it. I went over and shook his hand, squeezed that finger pretty hard, got an ouch. <laughs> so that's great. Dusty Baker's shaking his hand and, and like in, further injuring his finger. Um, but anyway, it goes on and on. But... Um, but yeah, so the famous like uh, that's a famous story for the Cubs for Cubs fans is uh, Mike Remlinger breaking his finger by smashing it between two uh, two rolling chairs. Um, so I just wanted to share that story because it's it's probably starting to get a little lost to time at this point. Wow, yeah, I'd, I'd never heard never heard that one. Um, so what happened? He just rolled into another chair. Yeah, I mean his hand was like on like the hand. I think his hand was like on the handrest. Sure. And then, like he was, he was gripping it, and then he like rolled into another one and, and smashed it between another armrest, I guess, um, and broke his yeah broke his finger. So he missed like I'm not sure exactly how much he missed. Let's see, he only Cubs actually. That's weird. That was 05, right? So he actually um, went to the Red Sox at some point that year. So I wonder if they must have traded him or something. But uh, yeah, he only, he appeared in 43 games that year. When he was kind of averaging about in the seventies, so yeah, it looks like he missed a, a a good amount of time because of that. Uh, wow. Um, and yeah, Dusty Baker doesn't seem too broken up about the injury. Yeah, no, he yeah, he's like yeah, we they had to throw they had to put one guy on there who who's whoever's the most injured, I guess. So yeah, that's um, but yeah, that's that's the Dusty Baker uh clubhouse right there where like players are making like a line that reporters can't cross like that's really good yeah <laughs> yeah that's um that sounds real mature for sure yeah it's better i guess i guess that's slightly better than you know calling up to the booth during the game uh and bitching out steve stone but that that also happened though right yes uh with dusty baker's team with kent Merker. you know i've uh, uh stone and dusty do not like each other still to this day yeah um, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've seen a few like insults that Stone has thrown at Dusty, Dusty Baker's way on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he's implied that, who, who, who is it? Uh, maybe he said that Pinella was a better manager, better baseball man than Dusty Baker. Those two guys don't really like each other very much. No, it, it couldn't have been Pinella because Pinella and Stone don't like each other either. A lot of people <laughs> don't like Steve Stone. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, who was it? Larusa. He was saying Larusa was a better man okay. than Baker. That's what it was. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's uh, yeah. That's um, I don't know. 
that's 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 the situation it's funny like i i used to feel like steve stone could do no wrong and um i've kind of like i'm like i'm aware that a lot of people find him like annoying and i've I don't know. I feel like I've maybe there's been a couple times on White Sox broadcast where I'm like, yeah, I guess that is kind of annoying. Um, I feel like he's taking shots at the Cubs organization, and I've been kind of annoyed by it because it seems kind of like just like sour grapes a little bit. Sure. Yeah. But um, it is what it is. Uh, I There's a part of me that still has love for Steve Stone, but it's a little easier to kind of dismiss him uh, now that he's with the Sox. For sure. Um, yeah, well, Remlinger's a good one. Uh, yeah, the hole is a good uh, good statistic. Devin Williams got one today. Um, he did, yeah. You know, yeah. Not not my favorite statistic by any means, but uh, hey, it's. Uh, I'm not sure I understand it really either. Um, well, it's you know, it's it's kind of like when a reliever blows a like a closer blows a save, and then the team comes back and he gets the win. It's just like you can you can come in with uh, up three runs, give up two runs, get one out, and then like and load the bases. Uh, and then uh, come out, and then like the the next pitcher gives up a grand slam, and you still get a hold. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. But um, yeah, if you if you leave with your team still, if you enter in a safe situation and you leave, you record at least one out, and your team is still in a safe situation when you leave, you you get a hold. Um, so yeah, it's um, yeah. Well, actually, um, I guess in that the scenario that I gave, you wouldn't get a hold because the you you put base runners on base that eventually scored but yeah it's 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 it's, it's a goofy rule but uh for fantasy baseball fantasy baseball purposes it's it's fun to to it's it's a, it gives you an excuse to sign like middle relief pitchers which is kind of fun nice well uh uh yeah mike bremlinger and chris carter um two guys who've kind of been lost to the lost to the ages but uh they came back in this one it's good yep. good stuff um yeah so jeremy should we get to the game Let's do it, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, just as a preface for this, so the d- the day before the game, just to kind of get us in the in the mood for this, um, I uh, I went to Floyd's uh, in uh, uh, Wrigleyville to get my hair cut, um, and uh, we were on. Uh, it was the one on Irving Park, so just like about f- uh, three four blocks north of Wrigley Field, um, you know. And I was I was getting my hair cut, and the the stylist is like uh, the barber. He he, you know, he starts talking to me. Eventually, it comes out that I'm going to the game on saturday uh so we went to the game uh saturday april 9th which was yep. which, yesterday um so uh yeah I, I said yeah i'm going to the game tomorrow he's like oh you know some of the cubs guys used to used to come in here um oh, nice. i was like oh oh really and i was like well, well who he's like uh well you know chris bryant used to come in here a lot and mm-hmm. uh uh ben zobrist and he uh, and I, you know, so that that made me think. Okay, well, you know, I guess I guess Bryant must have been a, a repeat customer there because they made him feel wanted. So that's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Zobrist, uh, you know, no matter how good his haircut was, uh, I guess that couldn't have saved his marriage. Um, but the best one Jeez. was uh, he said that Ryan Dempster came in, and I was like, <laughs> oh really? And uh, uh, he was like, yeah, like I, you know, and I didn't even know it was him. I was just talking to some guy, and or I was talking to this guy, and he uh, cutting his hair, and he said, "Oh yeah, I got to fly to New York uh, to do like sports casting." And the guy was like, "Oh, oh, really? You know?" And then the, the the barber said, "He's like, yeah, I didn't realize who it was until finally, like, I took off the I took off the apron he was wearing, and he was wearing like a blue Cubs jersey." And I was like, "Did Ryan Dempster wear his own jersey to go get his hair cut?" <laughs> Uh, that's interesting. I, I, I would, uh, I feel like he may have meant like a warm up shirt, which is yeah probably is just as bad, but, uh, yeah, that's, 
That's odd. I thought, Jack, I thought you were going to go where, like, Ryan Dempster's also, like, bald, basically. He's got, like, the horseshoe. <laughs> is, so. I, I haven't seen him without a, without a you know, I, have, I haven't, guess I haven't seen him in a while. Is he is he bald? Yeah, yeah. He was, like, he was starting to lose his hair at, uh, um, at the end of his career. But, yeah, he's pretty much, like, horse got a horseshoe, you know, going on right now. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah. I, uh, I was not aware of that. Um, yeah. Chris Bryant, though, really a man about town. Um, you know, you were seeing him yeah. at the card shop on Montrose. He's getting his hair cut on Irving Park. So he must have lived in that neighborhood when he was here. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I got to say this 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 uh, barber probably thinks he's pretty cool meeting these Cubs. But I've met I've, I've seen two of those three guys uh, at just at the card shop. So, you know, I'm not that <laughs> far away from this guy. And I didn't have to touch their hair, but, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's a funny one. It almost seems like he was just like listing off, like just like any cub he could name. He's like, Oh yeah. Uh, Rizzo comes in here. Uh, Bryant, uh, uh, Baez. Uh, it's like, all right, what you just going to go down the, the, the 25 man, uh, to, to, to tell me to try to impress me. But, uh, that's interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, I also feel like, you know, maybe you'd think Bryant would go to some kind of like, you know, fancy, like $200 haircut place or something. But, mm-hmm. uh, I also like, I know that like the Marlins have a team barber, but I don't know if, I guess not every team has a team barber, but the Marlins do. So, Oh, do they reason. really? Yeah. He's like a famous guy. Like, I don't know. He's got like a baseball card in, um, this Allen and Ginter set. So like, I don't know, but maybe that's just a, a you know, a specific thing for the Marlins, I guess. Who knows? Interesting. Well, yeah, Derek, Derek Jeter was bald too, wasn't he? Pretty much. Well, yeah, he, he was, he definitely started balding by the time he retired, but he also like never had hair. Like it was always, I guess like maybe when, at a, like as a rookie, he kind of had like a fade going on a little bit, but he always kept it like, like a one or something like with the razor or something with, yeah, the, sure. with the Clippers. But um, yeah, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, well, hey Jeremy, you got to stop cutting your own hair, and you got to go to this this uh, barber shop and, and, and meet some cubs. Yeah, that's know? true. Yeah, I, I, you know, um, if that uh, that's a selling point for sure. Um, I was gonna say, Jack, I'd, I've, I haven't, um, yeah, my whole thing is I haven't paid for a haircut since 1997. Uh, that's my <laughs> that's my fun fact on the back of my baseball card. But I I didn't even do that then because you know my mom was still paying for my haircuts at that point. So sure. Um, but yeah, I haven't gone to a like a, a barber since 1997. So. so is it is it fair to say that you, Jeremy, have never paid for a haircut? Yeah, that's I think that's pretty fair to say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, that, uh, that yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact that we didn't know. Um, okay. So yeah, I was uh, I was hyped up though to go to this game. Uh, yeah. Jeremy went to opening day, but it was my first game of the year, so it was it was exciting. Uh, it was a Saturday afternoon game. The weather was really bad. It was uh, 40 degrees, I guess, at game time, but it felt colder than that. So we were freezing uh, uh, real bad. We were both bundled up. Yeah, it was rough. So I I have a couple opening day observations. I don't know if I should do them now or wait till the end, but um. It was uh, it was cold for opening day, um, but it wasn't. It was colder for our game for sure. Just a little bit. The wind was just a little more breezy, and I think that's what made all the difference. Um, I should say too. Um, I don't have this on the notes here, but I I think we talked about it last year. I think I did it last year, but I brought a blanket. I I had to do the blanket uh, for these games, Jack. Um, you know, like I I think did did we talk about this on the podcast, Jack? 
We had to, right? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you said you didn't want to be a 40-year-old guy sitting at a game with a blanket. Well, yeah, I think um, definitely, like, like, the blanket is a is a bad look. It's like, it's, it's, it's just like, come on, like, you know, a blanket, is this where we've gotten to? But, like, you know, Jack, I've, I've realized it's like, yeah, I got nothing... I got nothing to prove anymore, you know. Sure. I'm a I'm a married man. I'm 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 pushing 41, you know. Like I just I I, I like baseball. I want to go to baseball games. It's not like I'm trying to like look cool at a game. So it's like, well, fuck it. I'll just wear. I'll just bring a blanket now. I'm a blanket guy. So <laughs> it is what it is. Um, you know, I I I, I maintain that. Uh, you know, the metal between the seats is like the part that, that really makes you cold. And so, uh, on opening day, I didn't actually use the, bl- I did, this is the silly part is like, I, I bring the blanket, but I try not to use it. So I, um, I just had it wedged between me and the, the, the metal armrest, uh, on opening day and that helped. But, uh, at this game, it was just too damn cold and I had to, I had to bust it out. I, I think I tried to hold out to like the fourth inning or I said, or fourth or you fifth. Did. You said you were going to do it at the bottom of the fourth, but you ended up putting it on the top of the fourth. Yeah. Cause at the bottom of the third was really long and I just couldn't, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't keep it up. So yeah, I busted that thing out and it actually made a huge difference. So, um, you know, so there it is. It, 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 it worked to its uh, purpose. Oh, good, good for you, Jeremy. Um, uh, yeah, you you picked me up too for the game, which was nice. So we, uh, you know, we, we didn't get there till about twelve thirty because it was it was cold, um, yeah. and we didn't want to be sitting around. Uh, so yeah, you, you picked me up, Jeremy, and we kind of walked uh, we walked east to the stadium from Ashland. Yeah, down uh, Grace uh, Grace Street, yeah. and uh, we pa- we passed. There's a there's a bar on the corner there um, that shows a lot of like soccer games and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think like they kind of like have a lot of people there like in the daytime like when they're showing soccer games i guess and uh, we passed by this group of guys like standing there talking and there were like there was like one there were like three guys and one of them seemed to be like kind of holding court like talking to these other two guys and we walked by this the guy the guy who was holding court and like he would like they all looked like kind of like fucking like yuppies or like southern I said Southern dandies <laughs> like mm-hmm. um but the one guy was like kind of like a, a a chubbier guy and he kind of sounded like he kind of like gave like a kind of like a Philip Seymour Hoffman type of vibe, even maybe even like a uh, uh, what's his name? Pritzker vibe or something. Sure. Like, kind of just like this chubby, like well-dressed guy. And I heard him talking to the other guys and he was saying something like, well, quite frankly, I was drunk when it happened and I didn't know what was going on. And like, I'm like, what is what, what, what like what's going on here? Like, what are we doing? And these guys were just like, you know, enthralled by whatever this guy was saying. But he was like. He looked sloppy drunk, but he was also wearing like, you know, like a like a madras shirt or something like this like Yeah, sure. like like checker like small checkered like blue shirt and uh like khakis tucked in and his hair was like finely combed and stuff and I think he had a, cig- a cigarette and uh he, yeah, he looked like a character from a play or something. Yeah, um yeah, he you know the way you describe it, I missed what the guy was saying, but you almost make it sound like he sounded like uh, Will Ferrell's character from Eastbound and Down, you know, like that that Savannah. Um, yeah, but accent. I would say with a little less like uh, edge to him and more of like a a frou frouness or something. I don't know. <laughs> Just uh, yeah, um, like sipping like a mint julep at like the Kentucky Derby or something. I don't know. Yeah, sure. What is that bar called? AJ Hudson's. Oh yeah, I guess that is what it's called. Yeah, I've never really yeah. kind of like committed it to to memory but I think we, we've never we've never been there have we i don't think we have i think i might have went in there once on like a on a saint patrick's day maybe uh-huh um 
had like a green beer or something, but uh, yeah, no, it's not really my scene. I, I do think they show a lot of soccer there. Okay. And, uh, yeah, not my scene. That's definitely not my scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, we uh, uh, the, the game was a giveaway too. It was a Cubs koozie that they uh, that they were giving away. Um, uh, I, uh, I I gave mine to Jeremy because I didn't I didn't want it. I didn't have any use for it. Yeah, I, uh, Jack said uh, I try to make it habit to not to have too much many too much Cubs gear. That's um, what I did say. Yeah. Which is that's great for me. That's uh, that's that doubles <laughs> up my uh, consumption of Cubs gear, which um, I probably have too much, but that's fine. I my wife was uh, my wife was uh, tickled by the uh, Cubs koozies. So Jack, you made her day by uh, giving us your extra one. So that's great, man. Fr- free roadie, uh, Cubs koozie, like yeah, look at all the look right. at all the stuff you guys get. That's right. Go a game with me. Yeah, me and my wife are benefiting from your uh, in disinterest. <laughs> <laughs> any, free, <laughs> any free shit um but uh it was not just a cubs koozie it was a it was a glove it was really it was really goofy it was like a knit glove so it, it, it looked like a mitten but instead of like uh just the regular mitten there was a koozie sewn into the glove so it was like yeah it's like a winter mitten but with a koozie sewn into it so it was kind of goofy i wonder if like we're gonna see those around more but um sure. it's kind of funny to see so now we have two of them so that would actually be funny to like just wear them both on your hands like there's like you know there's that edward 40 hands where they yeah sure they tape two 40s to your hands and you can't cut them off until you drink i've never done that but uh you know i was at a party where someone did it okay yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i um yeah i i uh i wonder how i would last uh doing doing something like that oh man i'd probably piss my pants dude i don't know i mean yeah, I would try to. I don't know. I feel like there's some way you could maneuver, <laughs> maneuver yourself with the 40s still taped to your hands. Well, because you you duct t- you got to duct tape into yeah. your uh, your your hands, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like I would. You know, the the worst part of that for me would just be like I have hairy arms. Like I, I'd rip <laughs> yeah. off, rip. I'd have to shave my arms before I did it. Yeah, that's you know? right. Um, um, yeah, or like just. <laughs> I don't know. Give a good layer of Vaseline on there or something, Jack. I yeah, know. right. Well, maybe we can do that. My 40th birthday party is a couple of years away, but you know, oh, maybe yeah. we can do Ed- Edward 40 hands for my 40th birthday. Or yeah, your your 41st is coming up, so yeah, I could do 40. For, I could do that and then drink an extra ounce, uh, like a shot of beer, <laughs> I guess. But um, so anyway, it would be funny to do two Cubs koozies. Maybe we can start with just maybe we we'll just do the two Cubs koozies. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, and just drink two beers. Um, but anyway, but uh, yeah, I was surprised we got it because we showed up late um, and it's like uh, the first 10,000 people. Um, but uh, yeah, we got there like, I don't know, 1245 or something. And like we, we yeah. got them. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we got through the gates. Uh, we entered. We entered through the left field corner and, um, you know, got to get the scorecard. So we uh, stopped into like the little score the little store that they have right in uh, uh, the right field or the, the left field corner. Um, and um, we got our scorecards. And like, as I was checking out, Jack, there was um, this Cubs worker, this big oafish Cubs worker, just like a big lug. And he was kind of like mumbly and he kind of had like gray stringy, like scruffy beard. And, but he was a definitely a Cubs worker. And he was talking to one of the women who was like, working the register and he was like um, uh, he's a marion mary scalisi and uh she's like oh no 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 she's not in today he's like uh okay well, i was 
I was just looking for Mary. I was just wondering if she was around. I just stopping by to see her. And like, uh, the one was like, no, no, sorry. She's not here. And, and then they, they said something like it was weird. So it was like kind of creepy. Like he was like kind of just looking for her. Also, it's weird that she wasn't there on the second day of the season. I don't know what yeah. was up with that, but then, I bet she was there, dude. Well, right. That's the thing is like, I think like it was like run interference for me. Like it's the, it's the scary Ophi guy, but, right. um, but then he also said something like, and she's like, they, she like corrected him or something. She's like, Oh, Mary, uh, O'Connor. It's like, Oh yeah, that's right. Mary O'Connor. I, I forget that she's married now. Uh, you know, I always think of her as Mary Scalisi or something oh, like that. And it's like, okay, so now this woman's like married and he's like coming over. I mean, you know, it's this, or it was completely, you know, harmless or whatever, but it was, it was, it was kind of a, it was kind of weird. And the guy kind of like, it was, was kind of like creeping around like it, it, it kind of had a weird vibe to it so you make you make him sound like m emmett walsh the actor <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's yeah who i'm picturing um yeah for sure uh in uh i i think of m emmett walsh as uh, from being in um harry and the hendersons but i know he's in a lot more hard-hitting stuff than that <laughs> okay yeah right um so yeah, Justin Steele pitch. You have anything for this Man of Steel note you made? No, I think I okay. feel like someone said like Man of Steel or something, but um, can't remember exactly what that was. But uh, they did um, when he was warming up. They did play like this Johnny Cash song, and I think it's yeah. from one of his like I think it's from that like uh, epi- or not what is it? Um, Def uh, Def Jam album that he put out like in like the. I don't know, like 94 or something where he like did all those covers. Uh, he does, does like that nine inch nails cover. Um, I think it was that, but it's like, you know, it has like drums and it has like this like dark edge to it. And like, he was like, um, using that, that was his like warm up music basically. Um, yeah, yeah, I, you know, Jeremy, I, I hate all those like new, if, for lack of a better term, Johnny cash songs, mm-hmm. like the ones that came out, like, I think he died in maybe 2004, but you know, any anything that wasn't from like the '60s, it's like, come on, dude, uh, it, it's not good. So I, th- I thought it was a strange choice to uh, get the crowd fired up. Yeah, I mean, that's like I think I think that those songs are picked by you know the pitchers and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess that's that's uh, Justin Steele's like vibe that he's trying to curate. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know, Justin Steele. I believe he's a Texas guy. Um, he kind of seems like. He, he, he could be like a badass. Like he gives me some like John Lester vibes or something like something just mm-hmm. like kind of like a, you know, a Barker basically. Um, but, uh, you know, we haven't really seen enough of him at this point to, to know, you know, his personality. But, uh, you know, I could see that like this Texas cowboy, like this like badass, like Johnny Cash song and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, he, he had a good game. So maybe we'll, we'll get to know Justin Steele a little more this season. Sure. Um, yeah, there was some fun scoreboard stuff too. I missed the first half of it. Um, but it was, I think it was Patrick wisdom doing two, two lies and a truth. Yeah. Is that what I he think, did? Yeah. Okay. They, um, they did it again today and I forgot now the name of it. It was like, um, it was like hard hitting questions or something like, like sure. roasting. Oh, it's like roasting the players or something. Cause I think it's sponsored by like Fisher peanuts or something. It was something like roast roasting the players, I think it's called, or something yeah. like that. But yeah, there's three facts on the on the board, and um, he has to like, you know, one is true, and you have to guess what it was. And like, do you, one was what were they? One was like uh, I climbed like some like mountain or something, right? I climbed, I scaled some like, you know, 
the K-12 or I don't know, some kind of mountain or something. Uh, one was, um, uh, I don't, do you remember what the other ones were, Jeff? You know, no, I, I didn't look until he said what the, what the true one was. Yeah. So the, the truth one was that he's a volunteer winemaker, quote, a quote, volunteer winemaker. He, he said he, he maybe said he specialized in Pinot Grigio or something. Yeah, like he that said too. something like I've made like a, a yeah something like a Pinot or a Bordeaux or something like that. Yeah. And, but he said like he 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 said volunteer winemaker a couple times, which is like, what? I mean, I don't think you're a professional winemaker. Like vol- the fact that it, he kept saying volunteer winemaker is kind of weird. Like either he's. He either thinks we're going to think he's like a professional winemaker or that he's being involuntarily forced to make wine by like at gunpoint or something. But it's kind of funny the invo- or the volunteer winemaker. I, I, it, it sounds like volunteer firefighter. I don't know. It, yeah. Well, for, first of all, um, whatever he's implying, he's probably not a volunteer it's winemaker. It's probably something him and his wife did like one time. <laughs> right, right, for right, like right, a, right. For like a date night. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. Also, like, I, hey, volunteer firefighter, you know, you need those, yes. right? Or, yeah. uh, vo- you know, th- uh, the other day I was walking around Ravenswood, our neighborhood, and there was, like, a group of volunteers, like, picking up trash with those little, like, you know, little the grabby thingies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, there was a group of people picking up trash in the neighborhood. That's, like, something you volunteer for. Yeah. Like, who vo- who volunteers to make wine? What do, yeah. you, what do you need wine for? And wine takes, like, you know, five years to get good. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. Like, do they do they do it for like you know underprivileged underpriv- children? Like, they they volunteer <laughs> to make wine for them. Uh, so that was just a weird, um, weird phraseology, I guess. Um, uh, Jack, as a side note, they did that um, on uh, on opening day on Thursday, and Marcus Stroman was the subject of that, and he had the three fun facts. And his fun fact, the one that was actually true, was that he's like a Grammy award winner he's like won a grammy (laughs) (laughs) really yeah it was weird and he's like he's like i actually won a grammy uh as for being uh like as part of this song so and so so like i'm like what i didn't look it up or whatever but it's like what how the fuck how does he have a grammy like did he sing like backing vocals on a on a song and like i mean i think i think that kind of like the oscars like I think only the producers and the writers get the Grammy if you win like a song. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how he won a Grammy and I, I didn't really research it, but that that's an interesting one. Yeah, that, no, that is, um, you know, I meant to say this about Patrick wisdom before too, when we were talking about Chris Carter, uh, Chris Carter's nickname on baseball reference is Rhino. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never heard anybody call him Rhino. No, uh, that's like, that's like Matt Vascarjan calling Patrick wisdom, Brett Favre. <laughs> yeah right oh god um speaking of vascursion i was uh, you probably didn't catch any of the sunday night baseball game tonight did you no Jack? i didn't i know i watched the k-rod uh cast uh, a little oh, bit oh god really okay and they make a point of showing them sitting not in the they're not in the stadium they're just like uh-huh. in a room they're sitting on like two like recliner or like two like couches like they're doing like a talk show and Half of the time I watched it, they were interviewing uh, Roger Clemens. So it was just, it was weird. Uh, Clemens actually did more play-by-play than those guys did. It was just weird. It's like they just make no illusions that they're at the game. They're just sitting there calling the game off of a monitor. So, uh, Yeah, that is weird. We got, we got to do one of those for a podcast. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, so um, we uh, 
so in our seats, uh, we were the first two seats in the row. So we were actually on the end of the aisle. Um, those were the seats we had bought tickets for. Yeah. But we got there, and um, uh, it turned family. out that the next the next four seats were full, and we would have been smushed at the end of that aisle. And the, the row behind where we were supposed to be was completely empty. So we decided to sit in, in that row um, and give, give, give ourselves a buffer seat so we could stretch out. Um, but yeah, uh, Jeremy, there were two teens that were sitting, that were sitting right there. Yeah, there was, um, I, at first I didn't know if they were brother and sister, but then they started yeah. kind of like canoodling each other and I'm like, okay, yeah. uh, I guess they're, I guess that's his girlfriend or something. I, sure. I got the vibe that the, the boy was like with the family and he just brought his girlfriend along or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. But anyway, I, it, it struck me the the kid had like this, like kind of shaggy hair or whatever, like, like kind of like you know, whatever skater kids have these days, but he looked, he looked to me, uh, they didn't really do anything like notable, but I was kind of hoping they did. So my observation would, would kind of like be more valid, but he kind of reminded me of, uh, the kid who played rusty in European vacation. Okay. You know, I saw that note. I saw your note and I, I thought, okay, yeah, I, I can see that for sure. Yeah. He kind of, I mean, he even looks like, uh, Anthony Michael Hall a little bit too, like maybe a cross between, the first two rusties um for for my money two of the best rusties i think one and two uh, you didn't like ethan Embry? no that was the worst one that i like ethan Embry as a person but as rusty i'm like this makes no sense i feel like he was already popular at that point as as uh before he played rusty um although i don't know johnny galecki is pretty bad too it's they're both equally as bad to me i guess maybe i would put <laughs> ethan Embry. F- more because I like him as a person more than Johnny Galecki. But what what is it you like about Ethan Embry as a person? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's a uh, may when I say that I mean like I like other movies that he's been in. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think in I think in Vegas Vacation his his fake ID name is Nick Papa Giorgio. Oh yeah, I remember that. That's right. Yeah, Mister Nick good. Papa Giorgio. Yeah, it's good good stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, there were, there were also some people <laughs> sitting behind us too, who were a little bit much. Yeah. Um, uh, the family. Yes. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, we could talk about them. Um, so the, the family was, was sitting behind us. Uh, and well, I mean, I, do you want to talk about them, Jack? Because they were, I feel like they, uh, like impeded on you more than, than, than me. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't really them doing much, but they, they let their two little kids like go down into that row. Yeah. And these kids, these kids were just kind of all over the place. Yeah, um, they were kind of just but, standing there and like staring straight ahead, like eating snacks, but they, I yeah. feel like they were like right next to you, Jack. Yeah. Uh, they were. And like w- one of the kids especially was like getting especially close. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like the, the parents were not doing anything to stop this. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. to the point where I was even mumbling my, to myself, like, God, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Jesus Christ, like, just get this kid out of my face. Yeah. Um, it was weird. Yeah. It was weird in the sense that he wasn't like doing anything. He, he it's, it seriously was just like kind of standing there, like eating snacks and just chewing <laughs> and like looking forward. And like, I'm sure I, that was one of those situations where I'm like, I'm pretty sure Jack is annoyed by this, but it's not bothering me, and I'm just kind of ignoring it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you weren't you weren't by it. Yeah, um, but I feel like that's I feel like the reverse has happened too. So like I you know it it all balances out sure. <laughs> over the course of a season. And I, I I will say I'll take maybe the kid being next to me over the kid kicking the seat, which was also happening at at various points. Yeah, he game, did. So. He did. Yeah, I I felt that a, a little bit. Um, luckily I don't. 
I didn't feel like it went on too too long, but uh, or it was like it wasn't a constant thing. Um, so that was good. Uh, we should say I'll say this, Jack, because I uh, I'm the one who's at least half able to possibly say this. Not really, but um, they they were they were Asian, and I think they were Japanese. Uh-huh. I thought that they were Japanese. And, uh, you know, Seiya Suzuki is on the Cubs and he's, he's playing, he debuted, uh, this, this, this week with, within the Cubs opener. And, um, he came up to, to bat and like the family just were completely nonplussed by it. They like did, had no reaction to it whatsoever. So I'm like, okay, maybe they're not Japanese. I don't know. I thought maybe they were there to see, uh, Suzuki, but, uh, that, honestly, that was kind of my thought too. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, and, and that, I think it's a, you know, a, like when Ichiro came over here, it's like, you know, he had paparazzi from Japan following yeah. him everywhere. Um, you know, uh, so it, it's, and no, uh, uh, Otani too, um, is like the biggest thing. So like, uh, it, it makes sense. I think the yeah. reasoning is good. Yeah. When um, people, I, when a player of a, of a different, uh, ethnicity comes, comes over, like the fans, the fans who are of that same ethnicity who are there, they celebrate the guy and they go, they go wild for him. And I'm like, Oh, okay. We got some Suzuki fans here. And like, they just were completely not like he got like a, his first RBI. Um, he got like a sack fly in the first inning and the family just didn't care. So I'm like, okay, it's not this, that's not this scenario, but it was, yeah, I felt like it was very, it needed to be addressed. Yeah. Uh, well, v- very good. Um, uh, did you, so your, your buddy showed up, Jeremy. Yeah. So um, I saw a friend of ours, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Chris Pogorzelski, uh, who I went to high school with, um, who's also in that aforementioned fantasy baseball league. Um, yeah, we that's were, a good old, that's a good old fashioned Midwestern Polish name. Right oh there. yeah. Yeah. He's uh he's Polak through and through for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so Chris, we call him Chris Pogo or Pogo. Uh, which incidentally was the name of John Wayne Gacy as a, as a clown. That's a, that's the name of the clown. He was Pogo, the clown. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Um, but, um, and we, we kind of all went to high school kind of near where that all happened, but, uh, but that's a story for another time. Um, but yeah, Chris Pogo was like, he was a, he's a really funny guy. Like we were, yeah, we were the same grade. Um, he has two other brothers who like, and they were like the Pogo brothers, like the Pogos, they were like, they're, um, they were like uh, characters, like all three of them are characters. Actually, two of them are characters, and Phil, the youngest one, is is pretty quiet, um, and like the most down to earth, I would say. But um, but yeah, so like I saw him like cross by, and I was gonna yell at him, but we were like six rows up, and he was like going through the con the on the main aisle, so I was like, yeah, whatever, you know. Um, and then uh, they came back again, and they were like going to go to their seats, which were like a row in front of us, and like maybe like four or five seats down to the right and so i'm like hey chris and uh they're like oh hey and like you know he was there with his um wife or girlfriend i'm not sure but um uh, someone i've met uh in previous years um and i'm like hey yeah like what's up man like you know we said hi and the two our two seats which were right in front of us were still open so i'm like hey these are you know they and so they're like oh okay we'll just sit here and i'm like these are our seats so you know you're not gonna get kicked out um you know, spoiler alert. Uh, but, uh, we, you know, something happened later, but, um, they were, yeah. So anyway, they, they, they came, they sat down, we talked a little bit. Um, and I kind of like let them be cause they were like together or whatever. I didn't want to like, I don't know if they were like, you know, it was a date night, date day type of thing. So I was like letting them kind of like, you know, whatever, chill for a little bit. And I was going to like talk to Chris at some point cause I haven't seen him in years. Um, 
but we ended up not getting the ability to do that. But before we did do that, I will say, like in this kind of small talk, a couple things happened with with Chris and his and his uh, his lady his lady. Um, number one, they they were taking they were trying to take a selfie, and I'm like, well, hey, I'll hey, I'll I'm happy to take a photo for you guys. Um, and we've talked about this. I'm a film guy, whatever. So um, I uh, I always see people take pictures at Wrigley, and like when it's a night game, whenever you take that picture. Like you have to sacrifice like the exposure for the field or the faces. So it's hard to get like an even picture where you can see the field in the background and the two people's faces. Uh, but it was daylight. So I took this picture of them and I'm like, I was like, as I was taking it, I, I could, I saw that you could see their faces and the picture and uh, of the field in the picture. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, Ooh, this is a good picture. (laughs) (laughs) I took the picture and I'm like, was that uh, arrogant to say like, uh, for my own picture? And they were like, no, like, uh, you know, call it like you see it or whatever. And I handed it back to him and he probably thought I was like crazy. Uh, but I was like, I was seriously taken with how good the picture was like looking. When you said that, I thought, you know, when, when you tell people it's a good picture, it's like, oh, you guys look so cute in this picture or something. I didn't know you were you were singing the praises of your own work as a cameraman. Yeah, I was strictly talking. I, I don't huh. know if they were blinking <laughs> or what. I just know that, like, the, the composition of the picture was really good. And I was <laughs> definitely just talking about myself there. Um, but, um, yeah, so that's that's, <laughs> that's that. Pretty, that's pretty good, man. That's, yeah. that's a good one. I really was just taken with it. I'm like, oh, my God, this picture looks so good. But anyway, um, so that happened. Uh, the other thing that happened was um, we were uh, kind of like right, like I think we talked a little bit, and then I introduced um, you know uh, Jack uh, to to uh, to Chris, and um, and uh, I was like, yeah, this is my friend Jack, and we were both keeping score, and uh, Chris's uh, girlfriend, wife, sorry, don't remember, but uh, she was like. She's like, what? What is this? What? What? What are you guys? What is this? And she like pointed at like our scorecards, and we we're like, oh yeah, we're just keeping score. Or I think Jack said like, oh, we're keeping score. And uh, she she said like, do you guys work for the team? <laughs> and uh, and uh, I, I I didn't know what to say, so I said uh, we work for no one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we can't be bought, Jeremy. No, I mean my my what I was trying to imply is that like no, we do this strictly for ourselves like no one pays us to do this um but uh but yeah it's just a labor of love um and uh yeah i don't even know i don't even know i've you know i don't even know what i would do with myself if i wasn't keeping score you know no i've thought of that too man like it's like man people go to games and they don't they don't keep score like what's the point how are you gonna you know how are you gonna document this that you were here yeah it's weird um so yeah, I don't know. Uh, but that was kind of funny. I just like, uh, you know, and she like, it's kind of funny cause she like dates or she's with a guy who like is a pretty big baseball guy, I would say. Um, sure. so I figured she would like, and like her, uh, well, Chris's brother is definitely a huge like baseball guy. So like, I don't know. It's kind of funny uh, that she didn't know like the score scorekeeping at all. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's just a classic example of, you know, people looking at us like we're like you know like an exhibit in a zoo or something <laughs> like because of the way we like conduct ourselves at baseball games how into it we are yeah for sure um in the top of the second inning um the cubs went they actually didn't even go one two three um uh, maybe it was the top of the third mm-hmm. um but they made the last out and there was a group of guys next to us jack i did i don't know if you picked up on this at all 
But um, it must have been the top of the second. I don't know. But uh, the inning ended, and, like, I heard them kind of saying, like, all right, come on, come on, we just need it, come on. And, like, the Cubs got an out. I don't know. Um, the, the top of the second ended with a fly out. Uh, the top of the third ended with um, – was one, two, three, and it ended with a three unassisted. Uh, but they got the final out, and they're like all – the, all the guys were like, yeah, yeah, all right. And they were, like, high-fiving each other. Did you notice that, Jack? I didn't see that. Yeah, they like kind of they were celebrating like the Cubs just like struck out a guy with the bases loaded in like the eighth inning with a tying run at second base or something or or whatever, and I was like, did they did they like make some kind of bet like that the that there would be like no runs scored, um in the inning? I have no idea like what what it was, but it was it was kind of odd. Then they all got up and then they left and then they never came back, so I don't know what the hell happened there, um but uh, it was just a weird weird occurrence, um. Uh, you can bet like live in game stuff now. So like maybe people were doing that. Um, sure. Yeah. Jack, just as a, as a note to you now that you're on DraftKings, uh, yeah, you can do live in game betting. That's good. I'm, I'm into, I'm into these bets I made, I made already, you know, Kyle Tucker had two home runs the other night, so that was dope, but yeah, you know, he didn't have a good rest of his series. So yeah, that, that's something to follow, you know, maybe, uh, maybe next game we go to or something, we can, we can make a little bet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it is fun. Well, I'll just say this while we're while we're on it, Jack. I made an opening day bet when I was there on Thursday. Um, I bet uh, basically, um, I bet that there would be no runs scored in the first inning. I bet the over on the Brewers total runs scored, which was one point five, and then I thought I was betting Cubs runs scored over one point five, but I actually bet the Cubs to win. Um, and they were getting one and a half runs. So uh, the Brewers had to score at least two. There had to be no scoring in the first inning, and the Cubs needed to, you know, win or or lose within one run, basically. And I bet twenty bucks to win uh, seventy. I, I, you know, seventy on on top of my twenty, so ninety total. Um, and uh, I made the bet, and it's kind of funny. Like I made it the night before, like really late, and I, I guess I was tired or something. I don't know, but. I actually, I thought I was betting the over, but I actually bet the Cubs to win. And then when I realized that I did that at the game, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I don't think the Cubs are going to win this game. Um, turns out they did. I hit the bet. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, I won, which was pretty cool. Um, but I feel like I feel like half of the bets that happen, like, in in especially with the app, like, with kind of maybe, like, newer people betting, like, where it's, like, a little harder. Like, you don't tell it to somebody. You know, you're actually just pushing buttons and like selecting a bet. I bet half of those bets are made by like, like people who like did the wrong thing and just like won't admit <laughs> it. Like they they accidentally bet on the wrong thing and won't admit it. Like half of the money that's lost is probably on like a bet where they screwed up or whatever. So sure. I thought that was kind of funny um, that that happened. And I even like I didn't even explain it to my dad right away. And I afterwards I'm like after I hit it I was like hey dad you know I actually that was actually a mistake that I did that but turn out uh for the for the good um but uh but yeah so in-game betting jack nice yeah we got we got to get on that yeah for sure um next thing here up uh so um you know the brewers um you know were uh kind of like for the most part kind of well no they kind of had a couple uh different guys in there because there was a lefty on the mound so they had kind of had their left-handed batting order um going on saturday uh one of the guys the starting third baseman was mike brosseau um most notably uh known for 
um, well, recently known for hitting the game-winning homer today against the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, before that, most notably known for hitting like a home run to uh, help the Rays defeat the um, the Yankees um, uh, in the uh, 2020 ALCS. Um, and he hit that homer off of uh, Aroldis Chapman. Um, but uh, so he was uh, up to bat. And, you know, they show the headshot on the scoreboard. I don't know if you – did you – I don't think you heard this one, Jack. Um, I didn't. Yeah. So the guy was – I heard a guy in, in like, the last row, like, a couple rows behind us, and he's like, who does this guy – wait, this guy looks like someone. Who does this guy look like? Uh, who is he? I said, like, oh, yeah, I got it. He looks like the guy from Goodfellas. And so <laughs> I guess he was talking about Ray Liotta. I, 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 so I knew, I, I figured that was who it was going to be that he was talking about, but I'm looking up headshots of Mike Brousseau and I, I don't, I don't see it, man. Yeah. I mean, is there a headshot of Mike Brousseau without a beard, without facial hair? I, you know, not that I can find. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. It's like, it honestly, it's just like his eyes. He has like blue eyes or something. Sure. I think. Um, you know, <laughs> if only the guy could have just said like, I'm take I'm captivated by this man's blue eyes, you know, but I don't think he could do that, like, um, you know, going by guy code or something. But um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of funny. He's just like, oh, yeah, he looks like that guy from Goodfellas. It's like, okay, man. It's like that's it's a stretch. It's kind of it's always funny when someone stretches really far to, like, say this guy looks like this guy, you know, (laughs) classic example there. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. So uh, so that happened. Uh, Jack, you were excited to see Victor Caratini in the lineup, right? I was. I was. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've never been particularly excited by him. I think it was because it was a former Cub. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, maybe that would just, I don't know, get under your skin a little bit or something <laughs> like that. Um, well, you, you didn't you didn't want to hear it when I told you last week that they traded for him. You're like, where are you hearing this Caratini news? <laughs> um, I mean, the guy was a second-round pick. Uh, I mean, and I didn't think he was that bad for the Padres. His numbers didn't end up being that good, but we saw him hit a home run. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm glad he's on the Brewers. He's a good, he's a serviceable backup catcher, so that's a, that's a good pickup. But, yeah, this was his first game with the Brewers, and I was pretty excited to see him. Yeah, it was weird. I think he, like, kind of, like, won over Cubs fans in his uh, brief time here, and they were sorry to see him go. Um, you know, I was like, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, but – I think unlike because he was such a, a beloved fan uh, favorite uh, when he did, when he came up to bat the first time, uh, I think it was maybe the organ player or maybe they played the song. I can't remember, but they played I Will Remember You um, by uh, Sarah McLachlan. Right. I think she does that song. Um, and it was just like I thought that was kind of funny, but also it's like classic example. I don't know if other franchises do this where they like, you know, put these guys on a pedestal like. I don't know what year the Cubs traded Mark DeRosa, but like, you know, there may have been like seven suicides by Cubs fans that year. Like you'd think (laughs) that losing Mark DeRosa was like the end of the world for Cubs fans. And like, we're singing, I will remember you for Victor Caratini. It's like, all right, come on, let's, let's get some perspective here, you know? Um, (laughs) So I don't know. It was, it was kind of weird, but um, I think Jack, you know, I, I, we, we talked about it. Uh, Brandon Woodruff had a, a, a bad outing, um Mm -hmm. and uh it might have been because of his lack of familiarity with caratini i don't know uh yeah i mean it so the the brewers picked up caratini about a day before the season started so caratini was not in spring training with them it was probably the first time him and woodruff had ever worked together and they just they didn't seem like they were on the same page 
Woodruff couldn't find home plate the whole first inning. Um, it was very weird, and I, I think that part of part of that is just uh, you know you got to blame it on the the new battery. Um, that that does that does, you know it takes so. a catcher a whole a whole spring to to learn who his pitchers are, and uh, yeah, so I. Uh, you know, I I think that that's part partly to blame for it. Yeah, for for Woodruff's sake, you hope so for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, he didn't look too concerned. Uh, you know, when when <laughs> he was leaving the park, we can maybe talk about that later. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that was um, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting to see. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, so that happened. Um, I guess we could talk a little bit about some people who were around us, Jack, some more yeah, people. Yeah, a couple, yeah. couple of fans. Uh, there was a guy with this absurd lion hat on. Um, you know <laughs> yeah. you know what? At first, Jeremy, so I, I thought it was a, a hat of the gopher from Caddyshack. Okay, But yeah. uh, it was just this, this uh, it was essentially a stuffed animal, um, mm-hmm. but it was like in hat form. It, it's like if you saw, like when, um, you know, Pablo Sandoval was at the height of his popularity in San Francisco, they wore, people wore like panda hats like that it straps around your head and there's like yeah basically a stuffed animal face on the top of it and it's like furry or it's like fuzz whatever like you know furry um and it yeah just like kind of connects underneath your chin and um this one was like i mean i guess it was a lion it was like it was like kind of like light brown and like like it it looked ratty (laughs) it looked really kind of dirty and ratty it did yeah and then the guy himself was also like dirty and ratty. Like he was, he looked like he had like long, he had, it's kind of funny. It's like, if you're trying to hide the fact that you look like a hippie, he, the guy, if you take away that lion hat, he looked like a, like a Denver hippie or something. Like <laughs> he was wearing like this, like this windbreaker kind of jacket, like windbreaker winter jacket. Like, I think I had that same jacket in like 1992, Jack. Yeah, I was gonna say it. It looked like a starter jacket or something, but like the same type of material and make. Um, but but yeah, yeah, but it wasn't. It had no logos on it. Yeah, yeah, it was just like a. It, it had. It looked like a '90s jacket, but it, it had no no none of the the glitz and glamour of a starter jacket. It was just like a shitty fucking jacket with like a random like green patch panel and like a purple panel and like it was mostly mm-hmm. black and like there was maybe some red trim. It was like it, it sucked. It was like. Just it, it looked like it was straight from like 1992, uh, yeah. and like not the and this is not the kind of 90s nostalgia that's being brought back now. Is like, you know, uh, people aren't bringing back these kinds of jackets. But yeah, he was just like he just looked like a hippie guy. I think he was. Ma- I can't re- tell if he was with his family or what, but I remember they had a bag of rolled gold pretzels that they were passing around, like a full bag of of pretzels. Um, he passed it to like a kid, I think. So I think maybe oh, he was with his kids or something. But okay. they were also like climbing over the the rows. I don't know what they were doing over in that section. It was just to the right of us. But uh, but yeah, guy with the lion hat, uh, kind of funny. Yeah, that was good stuff. Um, you know, I, I think we come to the uh, the worst of the worst here, though. Yeah. Um, so it was about the fourth inning. It was an hour and fifteen minutes into the game. Game started at one one twenty. So this was at about two thirty. Yeah. Two forty. Um. And uh, uh, so, you know, it's the top of the fourth inning. Uh, Jeremy and I are we're sitting in our seats that are not our seats. Yeah, the, yeah, um, the two but behind like the whole, our seats. Yeah. The whole time we were a little bit nervous because this section just kept filling up. It must have been where the cheapest seats were. In the first um, couple innings, we were nervous. Yeah. We were. And then we'd kind of stop being nervous. Um, yeah. And then I, I see these, these uh, girls, you know, they were probably in about their early 20s. Uh, you know, they, they come onto the concourse and I could see him kind of looking around and then they start to come up in our section. And I thought, Oh no, like we're going to get, we're going to get kicked out of these seats. Like these, you know, 
these women have these seats. So then they, uh, you know, the, the one of the girls says to us, she's like, oh, we, we, we have we have one through five. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're like, okay, okay. So we, like, start to get up. And, of course, like, the fact that we're getting kicked out, um, uh, Jeremy's buddy Chris, was it Chris? Mm-hmm. Yeah, his buddy and uh, his girlfriend were sitting in uh, in our seats, uh, a row in front of us. So because we got kicked out, like, they had to get kicked out. So then yep. they moved. So then that made the whole situation shittier. So Jeremy and I are getting up, and it's it's cold out, and we've been sitting down for an hour and 20 minutes. And so, you know, we're, we're kind of taking our time because these – these chicks took their sweet time getting it, getting to the game. It's an the game's been going on for an hour and twenty minutes now, and so we're getting up and and sh- and she says to us again. She goes one through five, and yeah. uh, I wish I could have quoted Kurt Russell in uh, I believe it was Tombstone or Escape from New York or L.A. <laughs> uh, you know, somebody says something to him, and then he doesn't respond, and then they repeat it, and he goes, "I heard you the first time." And I, I wish I could have said that, said that, man. It's like it's like the French say, it's the wit of the staircase or whatever. Just the the perfect retort that you came up with too late. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she had the gall, the audacity to repeat to us that she had seats one through five. Um, so you know, Jeremy and I go to our our real seats. Yeah. Um, well, I was gonna say like we were like we were kind of just standing up. Like, I mean, maybe they didn't know that we were waiting for my friend and sure. uh, like Chris to move. But like, you know, we, we were also gathering our stuff too. Cause that's the other thing is like, you know, you have like, um, you have like, I, I kind of leaned my scorecard on the ground and like, I don't know if I had something else, but we were like just gathering our stuff, making sure we, we grabbed everything. And, um, and we were just, we were standing up ready, ready to go. And she's like, yeah, one, yeah, we have one through five. And, um, I, I just said like, yeah, like, like that's all I said, but it was, yeah. it was like, kind of like, yeah, I heard you. Um, yeah. And, uh, and so like, yeah, so they like, um, so then they, my, my friends move, um, and then, then we sit down and then they sit down and it's just two of them. There's two of them for five seats and they're just sitting there, um, the whole time. And like they're, and then they start gabbing right away. Um, just like talking and like, I'm like, well, they're going to be talking the whole game. So this sucks. Um, I don't know if they were in their early twenties, Jack. Well, they were drinking, so they had to be a little later. I, yeah, I they might have been in their mid to late twenties. I would say like late twenties, um, sure. early thirties, maybe. But, um, but yeah, so they were uh, they were talking and like, and then we were thinking like, is it just the fucking two of them? Did they kick us out of their seats? And because they also could have by this point, the 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 chewing kid staring off into the middle of distance was not next to us anymore. No. Um, they had probably gotten up to 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 walk around or something. Um, and so they could have just, most people in the world, if they see open seats next to their seats, they're just like, uh, don't worry, we'll sit over here. Like, it's just the way that it is. I even do that. And I am like, you know, like, it's like, I know where I'm going. Like I try to be on time. Like I would even do something like that. Like, but, but so, so then it was just the two of them sitting there for, for a couple minutes and we're like did they seriously kick us out of those seats so they could take up all five seats and only use two of them? Um, and then 15 minutes later, they get up and leave literally 15 minutes later. They were there. For, like, I was like, they weren't even here 20 minutes, Jack. And, um, yeah, yeah. It, it turned out they must've been meeting like two of their other friends. Cause yeah. they, they eventually came up, came back up in a group of four. I think um, there was, I then, think they had all five 
They had all five. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and at one point, too, one of the girls was explaining like explaining Wrigley Field to the other ones. I don't know if you heard that. She was like, oh, yeah, well, you can get your hot dogs here, but you have to go over here to get beer. It's, it's like, you know, it's a fucking stadium. <laughs> it's, it's, it's easy enough to figure out. But yeah. The, the fact that, A, that they didn't do that, just sit in other seats, but also that they, they, kick, they kicked us out with such urgency. I think when you, you know, when you show up an hour plus late to any, any event – um, but especially a sporting event, you, you forfeit your right to any kind of urgency. Um, Definitely. You know, the people I, who've been there, uh, they're the ones who are trying to watch the game. So, yeah, you know, right. I'm going to I'm going to take my time. Well, and also, I yeah, number one, I we I, we weren't even really taking our time. We were it was now beyond the, the realm of reasonability for people to get up and, and move. Um so I, w- I don't I'm not even going to give them that that we were like taking our time. It was like a normal amount of time to get up, gather ourselves and move on. It was. Uh, but um, but uh, yeah, I did hear the woman say like, oh, yeah, that 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 line is always really long. So go here or something like that. And I'm like, OK, maybe these maybe she has season tickets then or something like and then like because that's the other thing like with season ticket holders. I think they show up late and they still feel like they own the place because they have season tickets or whatever, which I, I don't know if I agree with that either. Um, but uh, yeah, I it's like I, I'll go even when you say like, uh, you know, uh, you forfeit the right to uh, rush anybody. I, I'll take that a step further and say you forfeit the right to your ticket. And when you show up that late, you should lose your tickets if that's if that, if you show up that late. Sure. Um, I definitely like it's like I think like after two innings, it's like you you already blew it by the fourth i remember i've been in situations where i've been sitting in other seats and it's like by the top of the fourth um you really like lose your your claim to all this like you've missed a third of the game um and you know it should be like four innings or like an hour or something and so they showed up they actually showed up with like two outs in the third in the bottom of the third so like you know if you're going by those rules they may be squeaked by but it was definitely an hour and 10 minutes uh into the game that they showed up and like yeah it's just like what what are you doing like what what are you doing at that point that you show up that late and like you are still doing the game like you know you clearly didn't care about it or like, uh, it's not a top priority. Like what? It just it, I can't imagine. I, I and I know we're we're crazy, but I can't imagine like like showing up like that late to a game and like just being like, "Yep, hey, we're doing the game." It's like, no, if it's like that, the the narrative then is like, ah, fuck, we like you know we missed a, we missed half the game, but we went anyway. You know, it's like that's sure. that's what the narrative is. It's not like, oh, hey, we're going, hey, we're at the Cubs game. It's like we missed the first fucking third of it. But we're here. It's an event. No, it's not. You blew it. You for you should forfeit everything. You should sit like you should do. You should have standing room only at that point if you if you show up that late, even if there are yeah. seats available. I I don't know if you heard this, Jeremy. I um, didn't. I'm kind of hoping you didn't, so it comes as a surprise. Uh, but one of the one of the girls behind us at at one point, and this is when they, all five of them had been sitting down for a while. I caught this midway through, but they must have been talking about how. Uh, how baseball was considered America's pastime. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, well, you know, it, it should be like uh, like taking care of our citizens or something. That should, that should be our pastime. But it's baseball. And then they all, they, a couple of them started laughing. Um, and I wanted to turn around uh. and be like, you're, you, were, you were an hour late for this game, and now you're, you're making fun of what you're watching? 
Like you, you're an hour late for this, and you also have contempt for it. What yeah. Do it. What are you doing here? Yeah. Why are you here today? And uh, but let's also unpack what you said, though. So you you think America's pastime should be taking care of its citizens? What do you mean by that? Like like uh, so everybody gets like free health care. So that should be that should be our pastime. Uh, uh, well, what happens when when everybody has all this health? What are they gonna do? You know. They're going to do fun stuff. Uh, uh, or, like, do you mean, like, every the America should be looking after its citizens in, like, a big brother kind of way? Like, you know, <laughs> we should all be spied on? Is, is that what you mean by, 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 you know, America should look after its citizens? What do, you, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, I think she meant the health care thing. But, like, that's not a pastime. I'm, no. I'm like, I, I Googled it just to be <laughs> certain of the definition. It's, it's a hobby. It's, like... If you argue, if you want to make an argument for universal health care, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. But like you're conflating two different things. It's like saying like, you know, your job should be uh, eating ice cream and like, you know, watching uh, Netflix or something like no. Like, I mean, that would be great if that was my job. But like that's not a job. That's a that's, you know, a, a, a Sunday afternoon or something. Sure. Um, that's that's yeah, that's that's really that's it's like okay i guess you wanted to make a statement or something when i and i also believe that i'm sure her friends all share the same view as her so like sure. i don't know what, what she was preaching about to them um she's preaching as a converted but like um yeah uh i don't know that's that's pretty stupid yeah it was it was bad man like you know wh- why are you here you're late and you don't like what you're watching it doesn't make sense to me yeah i that's it's weird i, I don't know it's just like Clearly, I mean, they clearly had enough stuff to talk about because they they were talking a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, that's um, I don't know. That's that. It's like that's one where you like you think about it and you're like, eh, eh. Now nah, throw that one out. No good. Um, but uh, but yeah, and also that's where like if those were real friends, they would have like said like, what are you talking about? Shut up! Like that. What what? Like it's baseball. Like yeah. Like they should have they should have done that person a favor and said like, nah try again like yeah, no, no yeah. good anyway um yeah so um so we should say yeah so okay so we should say that they got up and um jack like well i guess i could say it like so when they when they did get up we, we got a little ahead of ourselves but um they they did get up after 15 minutes and i said like kind of like i said out loud but not loud enough for them to hear but i'm like oh yeah hey we'll watch your seats for you yeah all one through five we'll watch all of them like all, all five of them will watch. Um, and, and then they, they, they left and then they did come back with like, yeah, with like, uh, the full group of five or whatever. So then they, yeah. Yeah. You did say that though, Jeremy, you said it quite loud. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That's one thing I like about you, man. Whenever somebody crosses you, you'll fucking, you'll say something. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I did. I, I think my volume went up as they got further away, but like, you know, um, uh, and also it seemed like a fairly safe thing to, to yell out, but it was just like, it was just absurd. It's like you, you, you made a big deal about having these seats. You stay there for 15 minutes and then you walk, then you leave. And like, we were like, we were, um, we were fully convinced that they were never coming back. Yep. Um, like, yeah, we would have, you know, that would have been the least likely scenario that they actually came back with five total people. Um, so 
So yeah. So anyway, and then I said to Jack, I'm like, that almost like redeems it a little bit, but the fact that they were so late, it it, it ruins the you know it ruins the argument. But we we were though, Jeremy, when it was just the two of those women there, we were openly talking about how pissed we were that yeah. they that they kicked us out of those seats. We were like, we were saying we were saying stuff like, yeah, when you're that late, you should forfeit your ticket. <laughs> yeah, stuff. we uh, yeah that we were also saying out loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and if, if, if uh, you know, if we could hear them, they could probably hear us. So fuck them. Well, who, who knows? Who knows? But um, it was also, it also occurred to me too, Jack, that briefly we sat in the two seats in front of our seats and then those people showed up like right away. And I think the guy was sitting there um, while we were having that conversation. So he probably definitely heard us talking about that. So I wonder if he was thinking like we were talking about him also. We were <laughs> making enemies left and right in that section. We were, yeah. That guy got a pretty good smelling bratwurst too um, oh. late in the game. <laughs> I missed that. I missed that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so let's see. Um, uh, I don't remember. The, so they did uh, one more thing. that they did. they did that travel quiz with Ian Happ. Sure. Um, I don't know if there's really anything notable of that, Jack. Was there? I, I, I don't even really remember what he said. No. Yeah. I, the only th- I guess my only observation about that is that Ian Happ is like, you know, he's on a podcast. Like he has a podcast. He he goes on with John Boy sometimes. He is like legitimately like a likable, like charismatic guy. Um, so, I mean, he might have a career as like a an announcer or like maybe even like a, sh- a host of like, you know, like a sports show or something one day mm-hmm. in his future. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's hard to dislike Ian Happ. Uh, he, um, is off to a good start with the, uh, the Cubs this season and, you know, the Brewers almost tried to take him out. Um, mm. we'll, get, we'll get into that. But, um, but as soon as I was actually saying that, like he, he gets hit in the knee and, and gets knocked out of the game, but, um, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but yeah, so that, uh, that happened. And then like, um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I thought of this one today. I didn't mark it down at the time, but, um, so after we were displaced, uh, my friends like left, uh, and they went, I guess they went and sat in another section or something, uh, but they came back later on and they were like, Hey, just wanted to say bye. We're taking off. And it's like, it's just too cold, man. Like we're, we're getting out of here. And, um, my friend Chris was like, yeah, I, you know, I tried to tell her like it was going to be cold, you know, but, uh, you know, she wanted to come anyway. And I'm like, yeah, it's too cold. And I said, it's not fun. It's just not fun. <laughs> I don't know if that. I don't know if you were gonna mention that one, Jack. But uh, I said it kind of in the moment, and like, it is kind of funny to say that, like, um, because we'll sit through anything for for baseball. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Well, I, I will say your friend Chris is is completely bald, and he wasn't wearing any kind of hat. Um, so that looked cold. Yeah, yeah, he was braving it for a while, and like, yeah, I think like I don't know, I I, I don't know if there's a percentage, but you use, you lose a lot of um, uh, heat through the top of your head, and uh, he did throw on a hat at some point. Oh, did he? Did he throw it on later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he was he was braving it for a little bit, but uh, yeah, no, I when I when I talked to I was actually talking to a coworker about going to the games this week, and like she's a Cubs fan, but you know she's a casual fan, whatever, and I'm like and. And she's like, yeah, oh, maybe I'll go too, you know? And I'm like, it's going to be cold. And she's like, and she the next day she's like, yeah, you know, we thought about it. And we're like, yeah, it's just going to be, you know, the weather's going to be too bad. I'm like, yeah, just wait. Just wait till the summer and just go. Like, because <laughs> honestly, like, I couldn't imagine, like, it was so cold. And, like, it's just like, you know, it, it isn't as fun to go when it's cold. It's um, not. I went today and, by myself and it was like, it was like 12 degrees warmer, 14 sure. degrees warmer. And like it was night and day. Like I just like I wasn't worried about my temperature at all. And it was mm-hmm. just fun to be there. Like it was just I just enjoyed it. Um, 
But like, yeah, for a casual fan, I just I couldn't imagine going to a game that cold when you're not just a complete baseball junkie. Right. No, absolutely. And, and even junkies like us were I was I was freezing my ass off, man. Yeah. Well, on the way back. So, you know, spoiler alert, the Cubs won nine nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I was even saying to Jack, I said, like, eh, well, I, I don't know if you enjoyed that game, Jack, but I have to, you know, um, you know, being on the losing end of it. But like um, that if if my team lost nine nothing, I would would have been I'm like, why did I sit in this cold for three and a half hours? But <laughs> It was nice to just be back at the ballpark for sure. Definitely. Um, let's see. Uh, you can skip that next one, Jack. But uh, sure. what do you? Uh, yeah. What's? Oh yeah. Well, they they had these these people from the cast of the show Love Is Blind. Yeah. Um, sing the seventh mm-hmm. inning stretch. They also threw out the first pitches. Yep. Um, or just one of the girls did. I don't know. But uh, uh, Jeremy immediately. So Love Is Blind. Um, I, I think it's a show where people blindly marry each other. It's one of those blind date shows. I've never seen it. I'd heard of it, Jeremy. I don't know, if, Jeremy. Have you seen it? No, no, no. Okay, okay. I, yeah, so first of all, I thought it was like that show Love on the Spectrum, where they they have like I, I'm again I've never seen it, but I think it's they have people on the autism spectrum dating each other. Uh-huh. I I at first I thought Love Is Blind was like it was like a show about blind people like falling in love. So they okay, they brought they like there. bring these. They bring these people out to throw the first pitch, and I was like, "Are these people blind?" Um, but it's like, why? If if you, why would you make a blind person throw out a first pitch at a baseball game? Um, but anyway, they sang they sang the uh, seventh inning stretch, and right right <laughs> right away when they showed him, Jeremy was like, "Ah, I thought they were gonna stop having people people like this do the stretch." Yeah, yeah. I mean, they made a point after the friggin' like Eric Estrada thing, um, <clears throat> and there was another one too. Um, but they, they were like, yeah, we're going to stop doing that. Like, you know, Jeff Gordon goes out there and calls it Wrigley stadium and it's sure, like, her, like kid rock says, let's get some lunch. <laughs> um, it's just like, I, they, they kind of made a point to like, stop doing that. And I guess like the last couple of years, they just haven't had people do it just because of, of COVID. Um, and then the second game of the damn season, uh, and like fucking love is blind. Like these people don't know anything like, there's no way that these people know anything about baseball and like other than that, the Cubs wear blue. Uh, and it's like, wh- why were they there? I hope that they didn't interview them. I'm pretty sure they didn't. I think maybe that's what they kind of phased out is the interview. Like mm-hmm. they just like have, they can sing whatever, but um, uh, yeah, it was just a, uh, it's just, um, it, I thought they were done with it. And like this, the, I don't get it. Like the, 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 um, audience for the target audience for love is blind and the target audience of baseball, like talk about tangential, like overlapping circles. This, th- these are like two, like, you know, headlights on a, on a Buick is how far the, <laughs> the circles of these demographics overlap. Uh, you know, they don't, uh, so I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Jeremy, the girls behind us went crazy. When, they did. Uh, well, yeah. Right. Exactly. Those were that was who it was for. They're like, oh, oh, like yeah. They when they realized it was Love Is Blind, they they did. They 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 really perked up. Yeah. Not 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 great. Um, Which and, further and the, further you know illustrates my point, I guess. Right. And and the Love Is Blind people did a bad job singing the stretch too. They were all they were they were not on time and very off key. Yeah, you know, I don't, I, bl- I blocked it out, Jack. I, I don't remember <laughs> anything about them singing. I couldn't tell you if they all sang or if they were good or what. I don't know what I was doing at that point, but I, I, I blocked. I have no memory of it. 
Yeah, it was it was a Jordy Mercer moment for you, man. You were just like, ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Good stuff. Um, all right, so then um, we get to the bottom of the seventh, and um, Ian Happ gets nailed by uh, Trevor Gott right in the knee. And uh, he goes down, and he's down for a while. And um, the girls behind us uh, were like, they, you know, it looked like it, they were reacting like they saw like a, a kitten run over or something in the street. They're like, oh, <laughs> no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, they were like worried for Ian Happ. And like the one girl behind us was even saying like, oh, God, I have sympathy pains for him. And it's like, come on, man. Like, it's like who I don't give a shit about how you I want to make sure that his, his kneecap isn't broken. Like, let's worry about what like real things here. Like, I don't care. Like, who cares about your feelings? Like, I don't I'm not glad he got hurt, but I'm like, I want to make sure he's OK. Like, I don't care about I don't need to say how I feel about it. Until yeah, man, the cu- the Cubs are two and zero, dude. This guy can't be going down on the DL. This is his team now. Well, I was just saying how yeah, I did, I said it's this is kind of like Ian Happ's team, and he's off to a good start. And if this if he can like be who he was in twenty twenty, you know the Cubs might have something here. And then the fucking I feel like like m- minutes later he gets fucking he's on the ground writhing in pain, which is like <laughs> that's that's the Cubs curse for you. I you know that's that's Cub right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. That's being a Cubs fan for sure. Um. All right, so that so you know that happened, and that was a bit of a precursor to what would happen uh, in the top of the ninth, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Was that was or, that no, the top, top of the eighth? eighth or the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Top of the eighth. So then, um, so so Ian Happ. I mean, you've all seen it by now. Ian Happ got hurt. He came out of the game, uh, and you know they had hit uh, hit, uh, Contreras earlier on in the game, and uh, it's well documented that the uh, the Brewers have hit Contreras many times, and Contreras is taking an exception. Uh, and we even like did an over under bet last year about how many brawls uh, the Cubs would have uh, with the Brewers uh, last year. Um, we I think it was it was it was zero point five, and we both maybe bet the over. Um, they never actually had like an official brawl, um, and we should just say we, I think Jack the uh, over under episode is maybe going to be coming next week. Yeah, um, I believe so. I but, don't think we're going to a game next week, so that'd be a good time to do it. Yeah, so we should um, we should just go on record though. We should just do the Cubs Brewers over under bet right now. I mean, I think we know where we're going with this one, but over under zero uh, point five. I mean, do you want to keep it at zero? The odds of it well, there being two the, brawls, I think, is. I, yeah, I, I guess the question is, would you consider this a brawl? Yeah, I don't think this was no, because I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking like full all out brawl. Like this we could do we thrown. we could do benches clear uh, incidents like we and then maybe we could go. You like know that 1. maybe 5. that'll be a little bit more interesting. Um, because uh, I feel like point five is just going to be where the brawls. Uh, you know that's going to be the number. What what about one point five for bench cl- benches clearing incidents? Okay, yeah. Um, I, I would still take the. I'm still going to take the over on that. I, I feel like it's going to happen two more times. Well. I'll take. I'm going to take the under on that, Jack, because I think the next thing that's going to happen is a brawl. I think that. I think. <laughs> yep. They. I think the benches will clear and they will fight, and that'll be it. Yeah. Uh, sure. So I'm going to take the under on that under those stipulations. So okay, we can mark that one down for next week. Um, we split on the over under 1.5, but I like that. I think that's. I think that's a good way to go with it. Um. So in this instance, um. Uh, uh, Keegan Thompson is is pitching, and he's he pitched like two gems of an inning, really. Mm-hmm. Um, struck out a couple guys. He struck out three total, um, and he was um working with two outs in the eighth inning, and then he hits he well he throws it at McCutcheon once 
and doesn't hit him. And then he comes right back in inside same spot and then hits him in the hip and yep. the bench is cleared. And it was pretty cool to see in person, Jack. It was. I, I don't know that I've seen the benches clear in person. Maybe I have. But, uh, yeah, McCutcheon was upset. McCutcheon never really tried to make a move toward Keegan Thompson or no, anything. He was, he was jawing. Just kind of, yeah, he was walking down the line, and he was jawing. And it turned out that later, it, you know, you, you would find out what he was pissed about. Uh, I, I think it was the third pitch that he hit him on. So the first pitch was outside. And, uh, you know, McCutcheon was saying that brought him over the plate. And then Thompson threw inside once, and then he threw inside again. So McCutcheon said he was yelling at Keegan Thompson, there's a better way to do it. Like, just hit me with the first pitch. Um, uh, and that, that was just like an old, like, salty baseball guy trying to act like he, he knew better. Um, yeah. But, you know, McCutcheon has won an MVP. Uh, he's a multiple-time All-Star. He's made a ton of money in the game. Um, you know, he was a superstar at one point. So, uh, you know, he's been around a little while and he's, he's earned the right to, um, he, you know, to kind of say whatever he wants. He got hurt. Um, there was a bean, there was like a bean ball war between the D backs and the pirates, I guess a couple years ago. And, um, he got, he was the one who got hit and I, he said he broke ribs. I don't remember that. I don't remember him going out with broken ribs yeah. in that situation, but you know, he had personal, uh, experience with it. Although the reason why he got hit is because they hit and broke uh, Paul Goldschmidt's wrist. Yeah. So it's yeah, like that was that must have been what 2014 or something. Uh, yeah. Goldschmidt was yeah Goldschmidt was out for like the last two months of the season. But like he's kind of he was using that as a as an example. But it's like yeah exactly that's why they hit you because they they broke their best player's wrist and like this time they've they've hit Contreras like 15 times. That's why they were thrown at you, dude. And like. This whole thing about um, uh, wasn't he was mad that he wasn't hit on the first pitch. It's like so you wanted to be hit sooner. Like, like <laughs> it's 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 really like like you said, Jack. It's like I think his only his way of like kind of like talking shit to Keegan Thompson was basically trying to tell him like you don't understand the game. Like I know the game, you don't because I'm a veteran and you're like you st- you know you barely have any dirt in your cleats or whatever. So right. I think that was just his way of like kind of like trying to put down Keegan Thompson a little bit. Um, But uh, it's like, it was just absurd. It's like, we all know why, why why it happened. And the funny thing about it is I said to you later, Jack, is that McCutcheon has only been on the Brewers for two, not even two games at this point um, when this, when he gets hit. Um, But uh, you know, so he, he has nothing to do with the, the past history, but like, yeah, the, the Contreras has been hit 15 times. And so they throw they throw at McCutcheon, and the Brewers are mad for some reason. I don't you know it, I don't I don't get it, but um, but to go back to the actual event that it happened that we saw, yes, it was cool to see that happen. Um, at one point, uh, Jason Hayward like darted in from center field, um, and it was he was kind of I think he was kind of going after McCutcheon, but like he kind of got pushed, and then he got kind of pushed in front of Adamas. I mean, have you watched have you watched it back a, a bunch, Jack? Yeah, I have, and I read I read Jason Hayward's statement on it. And Hayward, they asked him why he was like he was so eager to just kind of get in there, be be uh, on the front lines, and he's like, yeah, you know, I've been in the, the league thirteen years, and this is my seventh year with the Cubs, so like, who better than me to like you know be out in front of that? Mm. Uh, I feel like that's Jason Hayward's way of trying to stay on the team longer. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, you know, this guy's gonna put himself front and center for his boys. 
Uh, but it's yeah. like, yeah, dude, you're not, you're not fooling anybody. You're still going to get cut if you suck. No, I actually, I, I was thinking about that. I'm like, this is just him posturing to like, to make himself like seem more valuable to the team. Yes. Um, which is kind of funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was interesting. It, it It's funny. Cause I actually thought maybe like he went after Adamus, like as it happened live. And then when you watch back on the replay, Adamus kind of like blows a kiss at someone on the Cubs. Like he's like, he kind of makes a face like, ah, look at this. This is funny. Like he was just kind of fucking around. It, it looked and like him and, him and Contreras started talking to each other. Yeah. And they were like kind of joke. They were kind of like, I feel like Adamus was kind of like joking with him a little bit. Like, yeah. Um, so it was kind of, it was kind of funny. Like Adamus kind of came out like looking cool in the situation. And he wasn't <laughs> like an instigator or anything, but uh, so, so Jack, so, so this was happening. We were watching, um, we were, it, this was happening. This was happening. Like, uh, you know, we were watching like the benches clear and we didn't know if it was going to escalate to a full bro- full-blown fight or what most of the time they're just they just get in each other's faces so it wasn't quite a brawl but like this was the closest to a brawl you can get without actually having a punch thrown i think it was very charged you know oh yeah um and so as this is happening (laughs) jack do you remember what you were saying to me i was telling you i was like hey man you should record this yeah yeah you said it a couple of times oh you should record this you should record this and I'm like, why should I, why don't you record it? It's like, I want to watch this. Like, I, I don't I didn't want to record it. Like, I didn't want to like fumble with my phone and try to record it. So I'm like, you, <laughs> you were telling me to record it. I'm like, I want to watch it. I don't want to record it. I was thinking it. for the Instagram. I mean, you're the fucking film guy, dude. I know. But like, you know, there's something to be said for watching it and not just recording it. So you said it a couple of times and I was like, you recorded, man. I mean, I didn't say that, but I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I might've. Yeah. I mean, I mean. Sure, it's a perfectly uh, capturable moment, but yeah, I was just like, no, nah, I want to watch this. I don't like. I'll watch I, it. I think it was ultimately though. Uh, I, I don't think we were really close enough to have gotten a good shot of like the stuff that was happening. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I think if if maybe if it would have turned into a brawl, it would have been better. But uh, it, although we we did have a good angle on Hayward. Yeah, it was crazy to see just a guy dart across the field, um, just like a madman. Uh, so that was that was interesting to see for sure. Um, and then, of course, like so, you know, the the fight is happening and uh, I heard the the girls behind us. And at this point, like three of them had left. And I think it was just those original two that were still there uh, and they were talking uh, and like just continuing, like playing out the string, I guess. Um, uh, they stayed to like the top of the ninth, I think. But they were uh, going back and forth. And like I heard them. So the fight happened. And then the, I heard them saying, like, what's going on? Like. I missed it. I missed it. What happened? And then I heard her say, I'm, uh, what happened? What happened? And I was like, I'm like, is she talking to me? And she's like, um, excuse me. Uh, I- I'm sorry. Uh, we missed it. What happened? And I had to like turn around and explain the situation to her. And then I don't know, like, then it's one of those things where it's like, how much, how much history do you want here? Like I could just say, I mean, clearly the guy must've thrown, like you clearly, you must know that the guy threw at the guy. So like, do you not, do you want me to explain more detail? So basically I said like, I'm like, yeah, the Brewers have hit Contreras a bunch of times. And, uh, so the guy, so the, one of the Cubs guys threw at, uh, one of the Brewers guys. And it, again, this is kind of like the situation where I had explained to the woman who Michael Hermosillo was like, I'm like, how dumbed down do I have to do this? How pedestrian do I have to make my explanation? And instead of saying Michael Armosio, I said the guy who got the big hit or whatever. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And so like I was like, yeah, the guy. I was gonna say like McCutcheon, like they threw in McCutcheon, 
but I'm like, she doesn't know who McCutcheon is. So I'm like, they threw at that guy on the Brewers and like, there's history. Like, and I'm like, and I, then afterwards I just felt like I said, I over explained it or whatever, but <laughs> you know, it was just, it was just, uh, I don't know. Well, they oh, seem sat- satisfied with the explanation. Well, no, actually right after I explained what happened, they're like, Oh, boo, boo. Like they were like waiting to like know if they should boo it based on like the circumstances and then once i told them that it was like you know the brewers were the 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 bad guys in the situation they like they felt you know uh empowered to boo it so that was good stuff um yeah i'm I'm glad we saw it it's it's too bad it didn't escalate but uh yeah you might be right maybe the next time it will yeah yeah um so real quick uh just um you know beyond that uh the the left field bleacher bums were definitely given yelich uh, a lot of a lot of lip um they I, I think they were they were chanting like yelich you suck and then i think at one point they were chanting like overrated and i think it was it had to be towards yelich i guess um so yeah and then like yelich was like looking back a lot too i think he must have been yelling back at them a little bit but like for a guy who's being like kind of like uh you know razzed he was just turning around and looking at them like he's giving them like a lot like acknowledging too much of their power. I feel like you just ignore him. Uh, but he was looking back a lot. And, uh, there was even a point where they were like making a beer cup snake. And I feel like Yelich was like looking at it. And I, I think he was like admiring the beer cup snake. He was, were, like, were they making one? Cause I, I mentioned it to you. I was like, remember beer cup snakes, but I didn't, I didn't see that they were actually they, making one. They did. They did. I didn't see any okay. on opening day, but they, uh, all the way deep in center field underneath the scoreboard, they were, uh, the marquee or the, you know, the main, uh, scoreboard they were making one and i i think yelch was like looking at it i don't know but jesus yeah um yeah they, they were they were giving him a hard time though uh but anyway the game ended and uh jeremy and i were walking out of the uh you know we're walking out of the stadium and and you know the first thing they always play is go cubs go but then they uh then after that this is usually their pattern the second song they play will be sweet home chicago yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it's the Blues Brothers ber- version or not, yeah. uh, but, it, you know, it's it's just it's just a song. And so uh, uh, we were walking down the stairs, and then these two drunk guys uh, were I'm singing the sure chorus to drunk. it. They, they, yeah, you're right. They may not have been drunk, but they uh, they were loudly singing the chorus to it, um, you know, and earnestly, too. They were like, sweet home, Chicago. I, I, uh, I wish that we could like, I wish that zoom was easier to, to harmonize on Jack because right. it, it's kind of, there was one guy who was kind of singing like, yeah, he was, he was, he was kind of singing like back to that same old place. And then like, they would both jump in on the sweet home Chicago, <laughs> but they were like, kind of like singing in unison and like kind of maybe slightly in harmony. Like, and very earnestly, and it was just like, oh god, what a bunch of meatballs! Um, yeah, man, and th- that that is just the most like cliched uh, Chicago song possible. It is. Oh. It's yeah. I, honestly, it's kind of funny because like the White Sox play like Chicago, my hometown, or whatever that song is, and sure, I bet the White Sox have got to be like, it's like, did the Cubs? The Cubs must have like claimed Sweet Home Chicago, and like so, the White Sox are stuck with like. Chicago, my hometown, or whatever. Yeah, they they usually play my kind of town, don't they? Um, yeah, whatever that song is. It's like yeah, because there's Sinatra a Sinatra song. Yeah, but it's like even like there's because there's like there's like there's two versions. There's like Chicago is my kind of town, but then there's also like there's like or there's Chicago, my hometown. Like it's fucking stupid. There's no good Chicago songs. 
Uh, <laughs> the best like Chicago song is by Sufjan Stevens, I feel. Um, but uh, for all my indie rock people out there, but um, yeah, they're all just meatball ham, hamburger like mustache guys. <laughs> like it was just uh, it's 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 all bad. Um, it's just pick your take your pick of like which bad song you want to sing about Chicago. Um, sure. So uh, yeah, I don't know, man. But uh, um, but yeah, they were just the way that they sang. They the way that they both came in on the Sweet Home Chicago. Like I wish we could do it. I wish we could do it right now, Jack. But yeah, it would be out of sync. I think on the on the final recording. But and, yeah, and these guys weren't self conscious at all. We should say that. No, no, no. That's why. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just funny. And, and like every time, you know, that 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 hook kind of comes back like I don't know, 6 7 times and each time they were singing it. So um but yeah, Jack, so then uh, yeah, we get out of the stadium and we uh we 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 brought it back for, from last year, uh the uh the bus hang. So we yeah. went over to the bus uh to 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 the Brewers bus to kind of catch a, a glimpse at the Brewers leaving the stadium. Yeah, you got to do it. Um uh, there were, you know, there was actually a small crowd out there. There were probably only about a dozen, maybe 15 people waiting for the Brewers, um, us included. Uh, at, at one point, there was this group of yahoos. Uh, you know, they were they were maybe in their mid-20s, early 30s, but one of them was dressed up like Bernie Brewer, but it wasn't like a, an actual Bernie Brewer costume. It was just a, it was a shitty one. Yeah. But they were all drunk and they were all loud. And whenever you see a group of guys like that, you just immediately think, oh, great, like my chances of getting an autograph just went down a hundred percent yeah there's no way that any players are going to come over here now and give any autographs because like yeah. these guys are just fucking drunk and being idiots yeah they would probably be like hey uh, brewers oh what let's you know how much beers you have you made in the last year man like it just would have been like a shit show and so like yeah obviously they would avoid that like the plague um so yeah it was uh that was um that was bad and like um uh, I'm trying to think like, Oh, I was saying to, to Jack, it's just like, I was just said to Jack, I think, what did I say, Jack to you? Did I say like, it's weird over here, man, or it's, it's bad over yeah. here. Yeah. That, that is what you said. And, and it, it was man. Like there, there were, the, there was this group of like kids and then like older 17 or 18 year old guys who were like trying to sell candy bars to the players. Yeah. These little um, kids. Yeah. With like, the, yeah, uh, the, the America, like the world's finest chocolate candy bars. And they were just hanging over, like hanging, like there's there's horses. They're like police, like uh, the barrack, the saw horses, um, and like they're just hanging over it, like holding the box of candy out, like the players are gonna buy candy from them or whatever. Like, oh yeah, here you go. I'm a millionaire. Here's here's five hundred thousand dollars for one ba- from one candy bar because I'm a rich athlete and I can afford to to pay it. So I'll just throw you, you know, fifty thousand dollars for one candy bar. I guess I don't know. That was yeah. a bad scene. There's, I mean, so if you think about it, like we're by the bleachers, right? And so it, it's it's all drunken bleacher idiots who are like coming out and like walking past that part of the stadium. So that's like kind of why there's a higher concentration of of bums over there. But like it's there's there there's just something about that. I guess like drunk idiots walk by, you see a bus and you see people standing there and barricades, and you're like you you just like. Are, it's just like a tractor beam to you and to just like stumble over there and be like, Hey, what's going on over here? And like half, like half the time people think it's the Cubs bus and people have to be like, no Cubs, this is the Cubs bus is over there. And, the, and then they don't leave cause they don't, they can't process that. So like, it's just, it's, it's really, 
it's really the dregs like who who end up over in that section. It's kind of fun as much as it's cool to see the players and maybe get an autograph. It's also like there's a lot of material for the pod because it's just a weird vortex for the riffraff to stumble towards. Yeah, and it, the people to, to my right, too, uh, they were all in Cubs jerseys. I don't think they had any idea who was coming out. I think no. they thought it was the Cubs. So you always get a group of people like that, too. Who, Some, like They think they're maybe going to see players, but they have no, they don't know that this isn't the Cubs. Right. Someone even told them, like, it's the Cubs bus is over there, and they didn't leave. So it's like yeah. they must not have believed it or been able to process that. Um, so, so that happened. Um, one of the guys, there was um, – there was a guy, I thought he was by himself, but then he had a kid. Um, but he looked just like kind of just dirty. Like he had like kind of like a salt and pepper beard. And like it was or not even like he had like like stubble, like just like salt, like salt and peppery stubble. And he was wearing like a shitty, like dirty, like Northwestern Wildcats hat and like a, a Northwestern sweatshirt. And he had like a mask, like uh, like a can 95 mask. But it was like I felt like you could tell it was dirty. And so he was wearing like predominantly Northwestern clothing. So I, I dubbed him the Northwestern dirt bag. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he had, um, he had like a baseball that he was like trying to talk to the usher. He was like talking to the bus driver. He's like, Hey, can you get this sign for me? And like the guy was like, I've been doing this job 19 years. And he's like, if I get that sign for you, like you're going to have to pay me because I'll need a, I'll be out of a job and you're going to have to, you're going to have to pay me. You're going to have to hire me or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that was good stuff. Yeah, so we should say that it was the same bus driver from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool guy, always has the hat of the of the team he's driving. Um, he had a little dip in too. He was he was <laughs> kind of spitting. Uh, yeah, a cool guy, laid back. He looked like he was cold. Uh, also, the security guard too, not um, not high tower, but right. um, uh, one of the other security guards who was you know he was back too. The guy with so the gun. Be- yeah, the guy with the gun. So he, he it turns out he's private security. You know, he's not he's not a Cubs employee. Uh, but, he's not um, a cop. Yeah, he's not a cop. Um, but uh, yeah, he was uh, he was working uh, there as well. He's got a good sense of humor. So those two guys are back, and they're like, uh, you know, they're like Abbott and Costello over there. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that guy had a good, or he was like, he was in a good mood yesterday too, he which was. was nice. Yeah, he was. He he always makes some joke about how he doesn't speak English. Because yeah. people ask people ask him, uh, you know, if, if the players are going to come out, and he always says, "I don't know," and then he's like, "I don't even speak English." Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though he clearly is not even doesn't even have an accent. No. But uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was interesting. None of the Brewers signed; they got blown out, and they were zero two, and uh, they just seemed and it was cold out, so they all just kind of seemed like they wanted to get back on the bus. Brent Suter looked like he was going to try to come out and sign for a kid, but he was just sort of a spaz. He did one of those motions where he was like, "All right, I'll, you know, I'll be right back. I'll be right back." And then he just went in the bus and never, never came back. Yeah, the, um, the, that's when the kids with the candy were over there, and like the kid, he, like someone got his attention and like was like, "Hey, could you sign for me?" And then it looked like he was coming over, and he's like, "Oh yeah, hey, um, yeah, oh no, sorry, no thanks. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, just one minute." And like, and like, so he said like, "No thanks" to the kid with the, you know, "Sorry, no thanks" to the kid selling candy, and it's like. I'm sure that's why he like went like left and, and, you know, didn't come back out or whatever. Um, but, and then, then the security guard did actually kind of kick the candy people out of there. Um, which was, which was nice. They, they had no business being there. It's just, it's just an unnecessary, uh, complication really. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean like, yeah, I mean, we saw pretty much everybody. Um, we did, but like Lorenzo Cain, uh, you said he came out looking like Willie Mays Hayes. Like he had yeah. sunglasses on, like 
you know, I think a couple people, including myself, yelled to him, and he, like, stuck his tongue out and shook his head. Yeah. Like, his te- this team just lost 9 nothing. But, hey, you know what? This guy signed an $80 million five-year contract as an old man. So yeah. I can see why he's why he's happy. And he didn't appear in the game at all. He has no, no. like, uh, uh, you know, there's no ties to him uh, for, no. for the outcome of that game. So he was just living it up. Um, Yelich yep. came out at some point and, like, kind of gave, like, the peace sign to everybody, like, kind of mm-hmm. trying to look, like, aloof. Like, I feel like he, like, I feel like Yelich, this is the second time now we've seen Yelich come out. I feel like he, like, is, like, um, like painfully trying to be aloof. Like, he's like, oh, hey, yeah. what's up, guys? Cool, hey. And then, like, just gets on the bus or whatever. But I feel like it's an act. I feel like he's just trying to look like, oh, what? Oh, there's people here? I don't know. Yeah, you know, definitely. Um, yeah, and Woodruff, uh, you know, Woodruff came out, you know, not looking like a guy who'd given up seven earned runs in yeah, that game. I know. Um, we were speculating. We missed Arania, which was a, you know, we didn't miss him, but we forgot that he was, that it was him. It's weird. You, oh, so I, I was thinking about that because I saw a guy with like dreads, with like like big long uh, dreads, and um, I, or yeah, and I was like, who's that guy? And then I'm like, oh, of course, that was Arena, Arania, but like, I'm like, he just, I think it's because of the hat. When he wears the hat over the dreads, his head just looks so big. But then, like, without the hat, he's just, like, he he kind of looked like Juan Pierre a little bit. He kind of looked, like, kind of small. Like he just look, Yeah, he looked like a normal normal guy, and he's real skinny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, that was weird to see him. Uh, it wasn't until, like, later that night that I, like, looked at the rosters. And I'm like, oh, my God, of course, that was Urena we saw. Um, yeah. but yeah, what were some other highlights for you, Jack, of, of the, the Brewers coming out? Um, yeah, I, well, council came out and then I, I kind of yelled and I was like, Hey Craig, like, and then like, he just kept going. And I think I went, yeah, you suck council. Yeah. Um, so that was, you know, that was a good one. Stearns came out. I yelled Stearns. Uh, he didn't even, you know, he just walked right on the bus. Uh, Pat, he was with Pat Murphy. Um, but I saw yell like Murphy and then like, he kind of looked over and he winked. Uh, so that, you know, that was a cool one. Um, Murphy's the bench coach, Jack. Yeah, Pat Murphy is the bench coach. Uh, yeah, so th- those were cool. Um, you know, I think we saw Narvaez. Adamas got right right on the bus, and he didn't. You know, just again, like he didn't really. Just like last year, he didn't. You know, even wave at anybody. So yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, Bur- but I think Murphy was my favorite this time. Yeah, Burns to me was the one who who uh, who stood out to me. So Burns got on the bus and like. He just kept his head down. I was like, I said to Jack, I'm like, he could pull a muscle, like keeping his, his head down that, that, uh, you know, that extremely. Um, oh but yeah. Maybe he, maybe he just didn't want to, uh, give anybody COVID or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, not, not vaccinated. Um, yeah. what a fucking dick by the way, too. It's like the guy's not vaccinated. He's, he's proud of, he's proud of it. And now he's like, you know, he's, he's trying to big time everybody, you know, he's like putting his head down. It's yeah. Like, yeah, dude. Like Zach Wheeler threw forty more innings than you last year. Like he should have. He should have won the Cy Young. But <laughs> wow, jeez. Jack's what, turning on the Brewers uh, early this season. Yeah. Right. What a what a dick though. I mean, hey, he's still a good pitcher, but like, come on, man. Yeah, that was uh, that was weird. Um, but yeah, it was just funny how like how blatant he was like trying to like not act like he wasn't that he didn't see the fans basically just keeping his oh, head yeah. down. Um, of course then, and Kutch was one of the last people to come out. So McCutcheon came out and he looked fucking pissed. Um, and yes, he did. so he gave those comments. So benches cleared all that happened. Then he gave those, those, those statements to the, uh, to the press about like, you know, he doesn't agree with the way that they, the Cubs did it. Um, and 
he we probably saw him like five minutes after he gave those speech that those sound bites so like you know they come into the clubhouse they, they hop in the shower they get dressed and then like i think the media will come over and talk to him uh, after that out of the shower so and i'm sure he kind of just got out of there right after he talked that's probably why he was late because he was talking to the media and then um got on right on the bus so we saw him like right after that so he he looked like he was just pissed all over again basically yeah he was, he was yeah fired up from talking about it yeah um yeah, so that you know, ultimately though, like it wasn't a success autograph wise. Uh, the Brewers weren't trying to sign, but you know, we'll 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 get them next time at the next game we go to. Um, you know, whatever team it is. Uh, so we start we started walking back um, to Jeremy's car, and I, I said to Jeremy, I was like, "Hey man, like you gotta you gotta keep your eyes peeled for some Cubs here. Like I don't know what these guys look like, but you do." Because mm-hmm. um, the last couple times we've we've been walking home, we've just spotted random Cubs players walking <laughs> down Clark Clark Street. Yep. Uh, or Addison. Um, so we, lo and behold, we actually did run into a Cubs player, but it was a former Cubs player. Jeremy spotted Rick Sutcliffe, who's a hard guy to miss, but I, I would have, I would have missed him because I don't watch Marquee Network very much, and I don't know what Rick Sutcliffe really looks like these days. I mean, he's but. not even on like, he's not even on camera a lot. Like he's in the mm-hmm. booth usually. I, I, yeah, I don't even know where he, what he was doing that day because he's not like in studio really i've never seen him in studio um he's usually just in the booth giving uh boo shambi a hard time <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah and talking about like how many beers he's gonna get after the game yeah um yeah but but jeremy spotted him um and he, he was like yeah you know you're like oh man that's rick sutcliffe and so you went up to him and you're like hey rick you got time for an autograph and he's like no i don't got time guys no, uh, yeah, he's like, no, no i can't yeah right yeah, what did he say not exactly right now or like I can't right now, guys. Like some, I think that's what he <laughs> yeah. said. I can't right yeah. now. Uh, yeah. And he had like a big suitcase with him, and he his shirt was kind of like unbuttoned. His he was wearing like a big like uh, white dress shirt that was kind of like unbuttoned or whatever. And like yeah, like he clearly, I think he like clearly like had just flown in from from Arizona, and he had this big suitcase with him on wheels, and he was gonna have to walk through whoever was left, you know. And I assume he was maybe going to the hotel across the street, um, but uh, you know, he, he looked like he was maybe trying to get out of there. And so like, I, I kind of gave him that out, I guess the way I phrased the question, but um, I, in retrospect, I kind of wish I would have just said like, Hey, Sut, like, you know, big fan or something. Um, but uh, you know, I'll cut him some slack. You cut him some slack for, for not stopping a sign. Cause yeah, you know, he probably would have gotten, some people probably would have saw him giving an autograph and went up to him, even if they didn't know who he was, which at this that, point, that's what happened with fucking Michael Aramisio. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I get, I get that. I get the situation there. Um, and the, 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 the sad thing part, the sad thing of about it is that most of the people who would have stopped, stopped for him wouldn't have known who he was anyway. Um, right. But it was just, yeah, like, but it was, it was cool. I mean, coming off of the whole, drunken uh san diego uh broadcasting booth episode with rick sutcliffe from years ago just to meet him and just to like hear his voice like in person it was just fucking cool man yeah he he sounded he sounded like rick sutcliffe uh that's for sure exactly he wasn't he wasn't a dick about not signing he was just it was just a thing where he seemed like he was really tired and he just wanted to go home yeah um which is uh which is understandable and it, it was that and he knew i mean he's been around a long time he knew that if he signed for us other people would see and and then you know his fucking 
the next hour of his life would be ruined. Yeah. Um, so I don't blame him. He seemed like a nice guy, though. So that was cool. Yeah, it was just cool, cool to have that experience. But not to mention the fact that, you know, I grew up watching the guy like he was the Cubs ace for like my formative years of, as a baseball fan. So that was cool to see. I got I got to admit, pretty damn cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and he's a guy, too. Like he, he started playing for the Dodgers, I think. Um, you know, he played for Tommy Lasorda. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he won a Cy Young. He's he was teammates with Greg Maddox. Like this guy, you know, you could listen to this guy tell stories for hours. Oh god, yeah. Um, yeah, cool cool guy. That was so that was that was neat. Yeah, definitely. Um so yeah, that was that's kind of it. We um kind of crossed over, started heading to the car. Um on the way back to the car, I saw uh, I saw like a ID card for like a I thought it was maybe like just a ticket or something for like the the rooftops or something. And I looked closer and it looked like a Cubs like work ID. And I was like, "Oh, that's I in, in my mind, I didn't even say this to Jack, but in my mind, I was like, oh, that's going to suck for whoever dropped that, uh, like, second day of the season. Um, and then we get to the end of the block, and we see these, like, two, like, kids, uh, like, probably, like, teen, like just teenagers. And I, I could tell the kid was like, oh, shit. Like, and he was, like, feeling his pockets. And he's like, I have no idea, man. And uh, I, I just intuited it. And I'm like, hey, you looking for an ID? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, it's back there. I saw it. And he's like, oh, thanks a lot, man. And they went back and got it or whatever. Yeah, um, you saved the day, man. It was, uh, it was, um, Jack. You said it was my one good deed for the day, or something. Yeah, yeah. I said is your is your good deed for the day. Yeah. I, my whole thing is about that is just like you know, I feel like I just I don't know, like I spotted the ID for some reason. I maybe it's just because maybe because I look at the ground when I'm walking or something. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I feel like I see things uh, sometimes, like for for whatever reason. So it was, I guess, it was nice that there was a there was a, a point to all to just like identifying this ID and thinking about it for like a second. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well I was help, able to help that guy find his. So cool. But, uh, but yeah, uh, I wish that, uh, that good luck would have carried over for today, but, uh, the Cubs ended up dropping the third game, um, to the Brewers, but, uh, can't complain about the way the week, ha- the season has started for the Cubs, uh, taking two of three from the Brewers. Uh, I'm, I'm as surprised as anybody else. Well, uh, you know, it, it's a long season, long way to go. So I think the Cubs are going to Pittsburgh next. Yeah, and then I think the Brewers are playing the Orioles. I think that's a uh, weird. Oh man, matchup. I didn't even see. I didn't see who the. I didn't even look who the Brewers are playing. I'm just. I think I heard that. I I was watching a highlight and I heard. I think I heard them say like you know onto Baltimore or something. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's a weird matchup, Brewers Orioles. Um, but uh, but yeah, so um, so yeah, so that happened. Uh, just Jack, real quick, a couple uh observations i had from um my days the thursday and today being at wrigley field um on thursday jack they played a video i can't remember what song it was i actually think it might have been i will remember you uh, again but they did this like super cut of video of of highlights of pitchers batting and at first it was like pitchers getting like home runs and hits and like you know, whatever, and, like, being successful. And then it showed, like, pitchers, like, striking out and, like, looking, like, really bad, like, swinging and falling down. Um, and it said, like, thank you, pitchers. Um, basically, like, you know, we won't ever see you bat again in the in, hmm. in the National League. So that was kind of funny, that video. I was kind of – it's kind of weird. They only played it, like, Thursday. I thought maybe they would have played it again because I didn't tell you about it, Jack, in, just in case they played it again. Um, yeah. They didn't, they didn't play that. Um, and then the other thing I was going to mention, um, is that the food 
we didn't get any food on on uh on saturday but i did go today and i got some food um they have this new like self-service food thing where you like put the you 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 go it's like kind of cafeteria style you like you go and you grab the food that you want from like a, a heating lamp sort of thing and then um you put it on this like surface that has like these like dots on it and then there's a thing above it it looks like a heating lamp but it's actually some sort of like scanner and it like weighs your food or scans it or whatever and it, it can identify what food you have and then just pops up on a screen and then you just swipe your card and pay for it it's really weird um but it's like supposed to be like it's, it's like a self-checkout sort of thing and um i don't know if it necessarily made things faster but i guess it made things faster a little bit because the food was already there but it's weird and i'm uh, i'm sure that people did not know how to use it at all um, no, hey, just try that at a White Sox game. See oof, how how oh good God. you do. Yeah, someone would probably break it. They would just be like, "This thing sucks," and just smash it. But <laughs> um, my dad uh, went and got us some food on Thursday. He got like a, a bratwurst, a cheeseburger, and a hot dog. And uh, later on that day, we were like looking at. He looked at his receipt. And he's like, "Hey, I got the cheeseburger for free." <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what happened. Like my dad either like fucked up or like it didn't read it or whatever, but he ended up like getting the cheeseburger for free, which is, which is cool to get one over on the Cubs and the Ricketts there. Uh, and then, uh, today, just to speak of the Ricketts, I saw a guy today, Jack wearing a t-shirt and it said, dear America, we're sorry. Dear America. Sorry about the Ricketts family. Sincerely, Nebraska. (laughs) It was (laughs) weird. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess, um, you know, one of those guys is like, is he a senator or a representative from Nebraska, I think? They're, yeah, they're from Nebraska, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess probably not too popular in, in, in Nebraska, I guess, among some people. Uh, and the shirt was uh, definitely a very clear, straightforward statement. So I thought that was kind of uh, funny. Um, and, uh, yeah, just uh, it would be awesome just if Ricketts was walking by and saw that shirt. But, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I should have asked him where he got it, but, um, but yeah, so, so that's that. So that's, uh, the first weekend of, uh, Cubs baseball and, uh, our first game of the season. Nice. Yeah. It was a good time. Uh, and I think we might have another one coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. We're going to try to get to, uh, to as many as we can here in, um, April and May. Cause I'll be out of, I'll be out of the country at the end of May, beginning of June. So, uh, we'll have to squeeze some in for the, for that time that I'll be gone. But, um, but yeah, you know, baseball's back, and uh, it was good to be back at a game for the podcast. And um, excited about the next ones coming up. Yeah, heck yeah, we'll have the over unders next week. Yes. Um. All right. Well, uh, for Rain Delay Theater, uh, check us out uh, at Rain Delay Pod on Twitter uh, and Instagram uh, as well. Hashtag um, Rain Delay Player of the Day. That's right. You never know who you're going to see on there. Um, right. All right. So for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Swakowski. and I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later.